Hello and welcome back to the CritCast podcast. I'm your host, the new DM. We are here back in Icewind Dale, uh, hopefully resolving what has proven to be a large issue uh, with one of the speakers uh, claiming and committing or uh, saying that they've done a crime that maybe the party is very suspicious if that's the accurate person uh, to be held and Bryn Shander and some of the other towns uh, are out for blood uh, they want justice in their own way not uh, not the slow and uh, common justice to this area um, Oro, do you mind starting us off just a real quick uh, class, race, and description? Yeah, so uh, I'm Oro. I'm a minotaur. Uh, I am seven foot tall, four pounds, uh, all black. I'm a barbarian, uh, a zealot subclass. Uh, I am not of this world. Perfect. Oro, thank you. Idana. Um, I am Idana Tiradon, a female dampier rogue, the swashbuckler uh, kind. I am around 25 years old. I have pale blue skin, dark brown and silver hair, and depending on the day, red or blue eyes. <laughs> All right, wonderful, and horrible. I'm Torval Craghand. I'm a dwarf, 230 years old, 4'7 in height, 158 pounds, brown eyes, and red hair. I am a cleric of, of the peace domain, and um, yeah, that seems like that's about me there. Perfect. <laughs> cleric of the peace domain. I hope we can usher in some sort of justice here in this situation, as we're just going to jump right in. I don't, I don't think there's anything I can really say. Uh, more than uh, what we left off last week when we had the doors to the city hall burst open uh, and you saw the familiar speaker uh, being drug out. Danith, if I'm not mistaken, was the name. Uh, somebody who uh, has a little history with the group. Um, Torvrol, uh, you brought him back. Uh, from more or less getting uh, beaten to death and had a quick conversation. This uh, Danith was sent to murder somebody to stop a vote from happening. I uh, warned of some devil worshippers, but now instead of hanging low, he's being drugged into a very large crowd of people by guards. Um, Duvessa, uh, if I remember quickly, uh, was the last one talking to you, Torvrol and Oro, and Idana, correct? You guys were asking about what's going on. Can you actually have a conversation with Danith? Yeah, before we knew it was Danith. Wonderful. All right, so the doors burst open. You see that it's Danith. Uh, the crowd is close to 400 to 500 strong streets buildings are packed to the brim that's elbow to elbow room here as everyone draws silent in the crowd uh torvrol anything you want to try and say before 
uh, we start to move towards the city center with this character. Professor, we cannot let this go on. I know for a fact that this man did not kill anyone. I was there with him. I know he did not do anything wrong. What What's going on here? Duvessa looks at you uh, briefly, but mostly keeping an eye on the crowd. Uh, you guys can all roll me a perception check as she turns to you uh, again quickly and says, he confessed. What more do you want? He, he admitted to these crimes. <laughs> That's we an need justice. One. <laughs> perceptions ooh not good perceptions <laughs> as she as she tells you uh, you know we need justice he needs to uh, pay for these crimes the people are looking for answers I'm sorry that you might no. not think he's the one but he's got to go he's being coerced I'm telling you he did not kill who was he, to, he was meant to have killed Nimsy he did not kill Nimsy Huddle. As you're saying, he did not kill Nimsy Huddle with those perception oh. checks. Oro, you're the only one that can really see, but you start to see a hooded figure, red skin, uh, glowing yellow eyes, uh, someone that looks familiar, snaking through the crowd, moving through, whispering into ears. The crowd is starting to grow unrestful. I, uh, nudge Orville, point out towards the dude, and I start making my way towards the dude. Okay, so you're going to start pursuing into the crowd? Yes. Okay, awesome. Uh, so as you're starting to move through the crowd, I'm going to need you to follow up with either, I guess... I want to say because you're tracking at this point. So I think that's a nature check, if I'm not mistaken, uh, more so than a perception. Torv roll. Uh, Oro is starting to move through the crowd. Idan is standing next to you, but uh, clearly keeping an eye on the crowd as well. Not really seeing anything except Oro moving. Uh, Duvessa quickly looks to you, Torv roll, and says, if you have anything that you need to tell us about what happened then now is the time because we need to move him to the city center and let justice be done. I can't have a full-on right in my city. I... Listen, I know he did not kill her. I was, I was, I stayed the night at Nimsy Huddle's house. I mean, if anyone should be on trial, it should be me. I was one of the last people with her. We also thought that was very suspicious uh, as she's starting to move the whole crowd. Uh, uh, excuse me. The crowd is starting to move along. Uh, people are starting to go from the center here to over here as they're trying to push their way. There's about six or seven. Uh, they look like uh, more so than the farmers. They look like people that have seen battle before, uh, almost like they've been brought in, especially just to help with this case as they're grabbing uh, Danith and pushing him along. Uh, Duves is trying to stay with the uh, circle of guards, keeping the people out, as she says. We also thought that was very suspicious, but unfortunately... For, or I guess fortunately for you, he confessed. He said that it was all his will. He was sent there to do what he did by, get this, a half or a hybrid. 
a hybrid. It does. Yeah, it's all crazy talk. People are losing their minds here because of the winter. We just we just need to resolve this quickly and let people get back to their lives. That's just what I'm saying here. There's enough questions in the air that we might be in it, killing an innocent man. He's being coerced and pushed to tell this tale. Somebody's got something on him, and to him, it's worth more for him to die than for whatever it is to come out to the light. As you call out, uh, as you're uh, pleading your case, Oro, roll me that nature check to see if you have tracked uh, or lost sight. Unfortunately, you have lost sight of the hooded figure with a roll of 11. However, your general direction seems to be heading uh, more west uh, of the along with the crowd staying to the western side of the hemisphere of the crowd I guess is what I'm trying to say um, so yeah that gives you at least a heading okay uh, um, yeah go ahead you're good go ahead Torbrol I imagine you're walking with Duvessa yeah she looks at you up and down. Uh, you can roll me a persuasion check to see if she's going to listen to any more. But at this point, she's just moving on and doing her duty. Boy. Oh, come on. Come on, rolls. Be a good roll for me. <sighs> ah! Not a good roll. 13. Oh, boy. Torbrol. She seems to kind of want to listen but there's more pressing matters at hand. The crowd is growing even more unrestful as they're pushing past or pushing the boundaries, trying to get a little bit closer. Uh, that is when you hear a quick sound of what seems to be a very strong lightning strike. Uh, you can see a quick brief flash of almost electric blue light hit a building as you start to hear screams scurrying as people start to move all around a giant uh almost a rat race in a, in a sort of people running in every direction pushing into the guards people are now trying to run for their lives uh Torvril and oro and idana uh let's go through what are you guys doing um, um i'm Probably still near Torvrol, just kind of keeping quiet right now. Feeling guilty? Feeling guilty? <laughs> yeah. Ish. Yeah. It's yeah. got blue eyes going on right now, so, you know, I'm, I'm a little indifferent. Uh, so the crowd's breaking out. Torvrol, are you going to, I guess my, my question is, are you going to stay and protect Danith with these soldiers at least until they can get them to the middle of this city where maybe you can get a conversation in along the way or uh I guess yeah yeah I guess that's the best <laughs> the best thing I can offer yeah I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna run to his side and try and keep him safe from both guards um you know uh people and whatever lightning strike thing might be coming for us but just basically uh, keeping him safe so I can talk to him, hopefully. As you burst into this circle of people, Duvessa almost grabs you, but kind of realizes uh, that 
you're kind of stepping in to help not hinder so she's just rolling it off and she sees that you have readied up um that you're keeping a close eye on everyone which she appreciates oro let me check in with you what are you doing at this point uh trying to find that dude again okay roll me a another perception 24 he's right behind you oh right behind me you turn around and you start, you stand directly, eyes meeting a taller tiefling, uh, hooded, as they look at you up and down and say, I need to speak with Torvald right now. Uh, we're a little busy, so that's not going to happen. If you expect Torvald to make it through this alive, I need to speak with him right now. He expects it to make it alive with his ability and my own. He looks at you a little taken aback at the uh, lack of refusal to help, but he's he goes, okay, listen. Just pass this message on to Torvril then. Don't I'm listening. go to care Dineval. Don't go to care Dineval. Okay. And as this Got is it. kind of going on, there's people pushing uh, past you. There's a bunch of chaos happening. Um, and uh, your name? He smiles and uh, steps into the crowd of people moving and gets swept up and tries to... I would like to try and grab him. Can I try and grab him? Uh, yes, you can try Where and he grab goes? him. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, you can reach for... That would be a... Uh, give me an athletics check. 23. Okay. You're able to grab his robe. However, he lets it go and slips away. Okay. Uh, where's Torval right now? I've... So I would say Torval and those guys have made it to about here, just a little bit north, getting ready to make it into this main street alleyway here, heading towards the main, uh, uh, what do you call it, the main street to easily get through uh, the crowd of people okay. where there's not as many and buildings, not as many uh, dead spots. Where am I? In uh, you would be to the west of it. Uh, so like over, or I guess west is that over here? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, I want to try and find Torval. Okay. That's really it. Okay, so as you go through, you can clearly tell where uh, the circle of guards are. Uh, as people are kind of bouncing into it. I don't know if you've ever seen a mosh pit, but there's <laughs> that kind of body bounce that happens as people hit a wall of sturdy, more sturdy humans um, as they're kind of bouncing off and kind of moving around, trying to slip around, get away. Um, you can tell that they're about uh, a good 65 feet away. Okay. Uh, is anything crazy happening? Like, I mean, are people shoving up against them trying to get to Danith? 
Yeah, it would be fair to say that there's a ton of shoving going around towards the guards. It's hard to make out if they're technically trying to go after Danith or if they're just trying to get out of the way, not get trampled, uh, make a little bit more room so they can step and get a better footing. Uh, but yes, it is chaos. There is a bunch of people just pressing, pressing up on this inner circle, uh, waiting for it to break, I guess, so they can either quickly run through and not have to run around or get to uh can i do like an intimidating like bull sound and uh get the attention and kind of just like get my way through yeah of course you can <laughs> you big old creature yeah of course 22 oh there wow. you go <laughs> 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 so as you do people get a decent idea it's kind of uh, a parting of bodies as you're making your way a lot easier through the crowd there's still some people running up and kind of slipping by you and bumping into you but it's a lot less than it was you're able to make it through easily uh, you see Torvrol uh, up next to Danith am I correct yes that is correct Um, I, I just tell Torv I gotta talk to him. This is all over. Are you uh, speaking telekinetically? I imagine. Mm, yeah, we'll do that. That's a, that's a good idea. I was gonna say because you can yell, but it will, <laughs> we'll have to do a perception check to see if he can hear you. With everything going right. on, there's so much chaos right now. So yes, a telekinetic communication probably would be a better bet. Yeah, let's do this. Let's do that. That's a great idea, DM. Anything specific yeah. besides I want to speak to you later? Uh, a tiefling talked to me and uh, gave me a message for you. I'm guessing I can't think back to him. <laughs> Unfortunately <Nope>. not. <laughs> <laughs> In which case, you'll see me like give a nod, like I'm acknowledging that I've I've heard your message, but I I'm out of chaos. my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us to you, Torvrol, as Oro is starting to make his way into this uh, circle to kind of help, I imagine. Oh, yeah, I'm helping keep people away. Okay, so are you stepping inside with Torvrol, or are you staying on the outside perimeter with the guards? Probably on the outside perimeter with the guards, just like kind of circling around the guards almost. It's like making an extra layer of just pushing people back. Okay. Yeah, that works. That actually uh, helps clear the way to where everyone is able to get uh, here to the main street. Now we're going to start heading up this north uh, east uh, way main street to get to the center of the city. Uh, Torvrol, what are you wanting to say? Uh, ask. Um, let me look up this guy's name. All right. <clears throat> Danith, why would you tell them you've killed Nimsy? I know just as well as you do that that was not the case. What's going on here? He looks at you and kind of uh, emotional, uh, as you can clearly tell, he knows that he's walking to his death and he's trying his damnedest to just keep that stiff upper lip. But it's it's hard. You can hear it in his voice. I, I had to. We, we, I had to. There's worse things than freezing. We can stop this. I can keep you safe. 
What happened to keeping your head down? I... I tried. They... they found me. There's no way to get away from this. Don't you understand, Torvro? They have their I... ways. They're everywhere. I, I tried to warn you. So what? You're worried about a knife in your back versus freezing in the cold? I would take a knife in the back and a freezing in the cold compared to what they have promised. Threatening your family? Everyone. Mine, yours, uh, as he kind of loses his footing, he stumbles a little bit and grabs onto you as he pulls himself back up and gay, uh, gets some footing. But that's when you realize, Oro, you have a large person uh, that looks like they're carrying a sort of weapon starting to form up around you. Uh, there seems to be a secondary group forming on the far side of the perimeter. It looks like these people aren't running away as much as they're gathering around. He grabs onto you uh, uh, and he goes, um, I, everything, uh, I'm just trying to make it right. I don't, I, I don't know what else there is to do in this land. Stop this foolishness. Listen to me. These kind of people, they don't care. They don't, like, this is just a stopgap for them. They're still going to try and kill everyone in the north. Like, if we want to stop, if we want to stop them, what we need is information and a group together to do this. You dying on the stake here isn't going to solve anything. It's a maybe a delaying tactic at most. If I can delay to allow some people to maybe get out, then what's the harm in that? What's wrong in just extending life maybe one more day no one knows to get out they think it's just another day because you haven't been talking to people he looks at you with tears and he goes I what do you want me to say that I didn't do it it's a little bit late for that no say you didn't do it I'll cast a zone of truth we'll sit here and talk it out and get the fuck out of here you think anyone would actually even believe me at this point I mean, you've even had people fall, fall away from your group. I no one I don't know, but at least it's worth a shot. Fuck, if worse comes to worse, I'll break you out of here my own goddamn self and get you out, get you out of here and we'll, we'll go on the run together. As you're saying that, you make it to the center of the city. The crowds have all dispersed except the looming gathering crowd. Duvessa comes up to Danith, takes him by the restrained hands, and starts carrying him towards the altar, looking at you in a uh, sympathetic way, but going about the business. Um, I'm going to load you guys up here to this. Okay, so that'll be Danith here in the middle of the city. This little ice peak will be the altar. Uh, if you guys want to uh, assemble your... Uh, <laughs> yeah, we can't uh, see anything. It's all black to oh, us. So. It is. Okay, let me draw... Duh, duh, duh. No, Danith. Oh, there Don't you go. There you go, Torvo. And then... I'm... I'm kind of upset that I don't have access to um, Tobias anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so he's gone, gone, man, gone, gone. 
So as uh, you guys are doing that, I need to check in with somebody who is no longer with the group. Donna, I noticed that. <laughs> where are you at at this moment? I guess not where are you at. You don't have to tell us anything you don't want to as you were whispering your intentions to me uh, as you're making your way away from the group. Uh, um, anything but sneaky, sneaky. I want to be out of town. Okay, yes. I'm gone. <laughs> you had more than enough time to slip out of the gates. Um, as you do, you can clearly see your old friend standing at the horizon, making sure you notice them as they turn and start walking northwest. You can see the footprints in the snow once again. I'll follow those footprints. Okay. Um, okay, yeah. you got a little bit of travel to do, uh, if I think I know what you're doing. So uh, you're going to travel a little bit, uh, and that gives me enough time to swing back to Torvrol and Oro here. Okay, so... Torvrol, Oro... You need this guy. Stone Knee is here with you as well, uh, standing, <laughs> standing uh, next to uh, Danith. Uh, you can try uh, talking some more Torvrol if you would like, but you do see that there are some people uh, moving. Some very. Um, Oh gosh, what would you? How would you describe them? Uh, they look like they've been in many battles before. Although they are dressed warm, uh, you can assume that the way they're wielding these weapons, the way they're marching, the way they're coordinated, this was all part of a plan. It's not too late. It's never too late. Come on. He looks. Portal. He looks up to Devesa and says, I didn't do it, okay? I didn't do it. Duvessa, you've been in the room with me when I've cast a zone of truth. Allow me to do this now, and let's get the truth from his own lips. Before we murder an innocent man. Overall. We're, uh, we're getting surrounded. These men look like they're organized. That's fine. We've got to Donna's got our back and me and you, we can handle our own. Uh, Donna's not here, mate. She can be sneaky. She's out there somewhere. She'll come in when you need her. <laughs> Are you chilling? Oh. Uh, are these dudes getting closer? Are their weapons they, unsheathed? Their weapons are unsheathed, and they are looking like they're waiting for something. I, uh... I want to, like, get down and, like, scrape my horns across the ground and, like, draw a line. Like, you pass <laughs> this line, and, like, it's 
it's game on. All right. I'm going <laughs> to... Actually, uh, let me... Just before I say what I'm going to do, let me check my spell to see if these are both concentration. <laughs> I love the Catch your lines, Rob. If you guys hear the wolf in the back, I apologize. That's not Alan. <laughs> Alright, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to cast a uh, my spiritual weapon. I'm going to go ahead and put it, and I'm going to put it right above um, um, man, I can't ever remember your name. Danith. Put it right above Danith. I'm going to look at uh, Duvessa. I'm going to say, Duvessa, let me tell you. I'll cast a zone of truth. If he tells us he did it, I'll kill him my own self right now. She looks at you, just throws her hands up and says, okay, fine. Fine. And Zone of truth this. Let's get to this once and for all. Maybe this will settle down. I will then cast Zone of Truth. And uh, he can, if he wants to, uh, make a save, um, a charisma saving throw. He breaks down in tears. He, you know, he doesn't even need to because he's willing as he says, I, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And you can tell he's terrified. Duvessa looks pissed as she is trying to, at this moment, figure out what is going on as you start to see the crowd of people move in closer, this time clearly wanting to push that line boundary. I'm going to then thaumaturgy to increase my voice so when I talk, it is fairly loud. And be like, <clears throat> Excuse me all, there's been a huge mistake. Unfortunately, Duvessa and myself have just confirmed that Danith did not kill Nimsy Huddle. He has been coerced and forced into this position. We are going to take him into our custody, keep him safe, and get to the bottom of things. But for now, we need you all to disperse. You know, it's just us, like, seven, right? Oh, Eight. I, I thought there yeah. was, like, a whole crowd. There would technically be a crowd kind of going around you. Yes, uh, I should have set that up with better communication. Excuse me. Uh, the uh, threats are on the battle map. The mass amount of people are not. Uh, so they, uh, I would say there's probably about close to 75 people in this vicinity looking to see justice serve. As you call out, there's murmuring kind of talking whispers going through as they're confused as you can hear people saying, lies, lies. He cannot lie. He is within the zone of truth and must speak what is true. If he did not, I would know it. Then who killed Nimsy? Are you in your own zone of truth? I am. I think I need to make a charisma save to you see if do. I can lie about this. <laughs> uh. Please do. <laughs> uh, uh, where's my... There it is. Charisma save, which... 19. Oh, okay, I passed my own charisma save, so I could lie if I wanted to. That's up to you. I'll let you play that however you want, Torbrill. Because I don't, I don't think I want to lie, but I also don't want to. I don't, because you could All right. <laughs> white lie it, right? So like, tell her half truth. So Not... it was a female, and then <laughs> that's true. 
I've got, I've got the, uh, I've, okay, I think I've got what I'm going to do here. <clears throat> what we know right now is there is a curse plague in these lands, and this curse can go from person to person, so no person is safe. And if a person comes under this curse, they can become a killer. What we do know for sure is that uh, Danith was not under said curse. And he was not responsible for the death of Nimsy Huddle. That seems to get a very large mixed reaction out of the crowd of people. Uh, some people uh, hanging on to the words, we're not safe, curse, curse. There's some people dismissing it saying, it's been two years of winter, of course we're cursed. Uh, there's some people uh, more concerned about the symptoms of the curse. How do we know if there's, what, how do we know if we're cursed? <laughs> it's the COVID. <laughs> if you've got a cough or run in a fever with flu-like symptoms, stay at home. <laughs> Everyone separates from this one old lady who accidentally cleared her throat. <laughs> I'm going to do it. The curse signs are glowing blue eyes whispers immediately fall amongst the crowd. Duvesa looks right at you, Torvrol. Um, I'm not sure if you can, if you're necessarily looking at her, but you can feel the piercing stare of her eyes on you. Let she it be known. Up. Sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Let it be known that whoever is under this curse is not, they are not doing their own actions. They are doing the will of others against their own will, against their own will. I'm saying that feeling Duvessa like <laughs> on me. She walks up uh, with those words and she asks, where is your friend? That I don't know. Uh, she should have be here somewhere. I think she may be out in the crowd keeping an eye for us. Call her forward, please. Fuck. Idana! <laughs> We're gonna handle this. Come on. A beat of silence. Wind sweeps up from the... The ground picking up snow. It is clear. Idana is nowhere here. Duvessa looks at you. And she looks back to Stone Knee. And then back to you, Torvrol. And then to Orel. And you can see pieces of the puzzle are starting to fit into her head as she's starting to realize. And she speaks her mind. How do you know so much about this blue eyes curse and the will and intent of the person? You remember when we first met, we were hunting down this same killer? Yes. We found him. Where? I can tell you more, and I'm happy to tell you more. But first, we need to get this crowd to disperse and make sure that Danith is safe because he's still on the chopping block right now as far as all these people are concerned she looks at danith 
and she looks at you and she goes you have impeccable timing Torvril as she nods to Stoney who breaks the bonds of Danith uh, but is holding on to him clearly knowing that he can't really let Danith go uh, because people will take him uh, but he's going to try to keep him close by him but their attention is now more focused on you Torvril on you Oro as they're becoming more suspicious about your intentions Do yeah, so. cross that line, so. Duvessa, you know me. We've been we've been together. You know that I'm that I'm here and I'm here for peace. Understand that. Now if we need to go have a conversation, let's go do so peaceably. Right now it still seems like there's a lot of people with blood on their mind. She looks at you and she goes, Fine. I hope you have more answers when we speak. But right now, our bigger concern is this group of people. I don't think we're going to be able to just walk out of here. You know what really sucks? Is I've got a spell called calm emotions which does exactly what it sounds like and it's not for a specific person it's for an area um but i did not ready it this morning oh <laughs> what a game breaker of a spell that would have been <laughs> I... uh <laughs> the, the irony is is i kept like i had read that spell and i was like man this doesn't have any use i'm never going to use this like why do i even have this here <laughs> Oh, that's a crying shame, my dude. <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, it is, yeah, unusable in this situation. And a familiar face, Oro, steps into the crowd, steps out from the crowd. That same tiefling. I, uh... Oops. I give... Torval gl a glance and kind of like gesture towards the flink. Are these your men here? Tiefling steps up and looks at the crowd of people paying you no mind. Look at what they've done to justice. Stalled it. Blamed it on others. Now they're letting him go free. That man confessed to a murder of a speaker. And you dare say no to justice? If this curse is really upon the land, then it is solely because of poor decision-making such as this, as the people start to gra gather up and say, yeah, yeah, that's right. There's more. Hold, hold your tongue, demon. He smiles at you, Oro, uh, in a very sociopathic way uh, as 
you can tell there's no emotion as he smiles at you, but then changes his face immediately. Almost look like he's faking tears at this moment. I've lost loved ones. And yet we do nothing to keep Inside. the beast here. Yeah, Inside uh, absolutely. Check. Gosh, darn. 24, 23, 22, and then a 7. Yikes. You can tell this man is clearly a man of the people. It's the only thing you can get from that insight. Uh, actually, this is a perfect time for me to transition to... Oh, we'll bring you here. You, Donna. Uh, if you don't mind pulling your uh, token out onto this map. Uh, so you're walking. You see some more tracks appear uh, separate from the ones following. These ones seem a little more tangible, something a little more real, something like you can actually put your foot inside of these footprints uh, instead of making your way in uh, what seems to be false prints um, you hear Idana a voice on the wind mm -hmm. calling you by name Tear Don so far away from home Yes. I am. And then stepping out by the tree stands a middle-aged woman, half of her head shaved. She's got a right hook for a hand. A very hefty winter coat made out of crow feathers. She looks at you. You know, you are very hard to find it's a tricky group of people hmm. oh you mean your friends here in Icewind Dale no they made it a little easier that time that you spent running on those ships bouncing from port to port leaving dear old mom at home worried sick how could you How do you know about her? She smiles at you uh, in a menacing way. Because I'm Crowheart. I know all that I need to know. And I know you do not belong here. And I also know Lord of Neverwinter has quite the hefty price on your head. All right, and? That that price is going to fetch me quite a nice coat after this. I do say I enjoy luxury after being so damn cold here. But, you know, such is the work as they unsheath their weapon. 
Do I still see my ghost friend's footprints? No, in fact, they have changed. You do see, however, a familiar face. The same face of the wolf that stood inside of Mimsy Huddle's house after killing her. The one that nodded with glowing red eyes, white fur, walks up next to you and just waits. I'll just kind of glance over at it and give it a knowing nod. It nods back and you can start to see that there seems to be a gathering of woodland creatures uh, of all types, predator and prey, something that should not happen, starting to gather in this area. A good 75, maybe uh, 60 yards away, depending on how big the animal is, you can see clearly throughout the wind-dusted snow, or the snow-dusted wind. Is all I'm worth is just a bloody coat? Is that it? I don't put value on to those kinds of materialistic things, of course. I think a nice coat. I'll give you that. You're worth a nice coat. As she pulls out her dagger, uh, she looks around at it and kind of fiddles it. This was a nice dagger. Not a lot of value, but did its job as she puts it away, taking back out her main weapon as she starts to walk closer to you. I'll have my hand on my ice dagger at the moment, just kind of under my coat. Okay. And I'll look at the wolf and look at her look back at the wolf and just nod almost as if saying alright there's your quarry and with that let's roll for initiative oh boy Donna, if you have any sort of modifiers on that, please let me know. It's a plus five. All right. So the assassin with the hooked hand uh, smiles as this wolf charges. It charges... Uh, the wolf, um, 5, 10, 15, 20, and goes for a quick hit. Let me see. 17 and a 13 is what I rolled. A third, both those hit. Nice. <laughs> wow. And I need a 
Uh, it was a quick uh, four piercing for the first one, four piercing for the second one. A constitution saving throw was made to see if there would be poison uh, damage to the wolf as this assassin has poisoned their blade. The wolf has failed, taking a total of 27 extra damage. Ooh. I mean, I feel bad for that wolf, but I'm glad that's not on me. Right. <laughs> oh, uh, boy. All right. Uh, that brings us to the wolf, who is going to bite down. Uh, you know what? They're going to cold breath this. The wolf ex exhales a blast of freezing wind in a 15-foot cone. Uh, I need to make a dexterity DC 12 saving throw for the assassin. I got a 3. So that is 4d8 worth of damage. Wow. Nice. 21 quick damage on this assassin. And then the wolf is going to use the multi-attack and bite down, getting a 21, which hits. And that's a quick 12 damage. And let's see if they get knocked prone. DC 14 strength saving throw. They got a two. They are knocked prone. Wow. Uh, we'll call... That's the, give me something that looks like prone. There we go. Um, all right, Idana, your turn. All right, I am moving forward and stabbing at her with... Oriel's blade. I've got advantage since they're prone. Yep. That's a 10. Roll again. Come on, something better. That didn't roll. An 8. Nope. So that does not hit. And then I am going to use my disengage and move my last 10 feet back behind the wolf. Perfect. Okay. That brings us back to the assassin who needs to make a who takes their movement or half turn to stand up. And I think they can't attack, if I'm not mistaken. I always get confused with prone. Um, I think it's just half their movement, and then they can get up. Yeah, it should be half their movement to stand, that's right. And then they can get up, and should they choose, they can attack. I think so, yeah. Okay. Get rid of that. Ooh. Okay, so um, they are going to attack at the wolf. What did I roll? An 11 does not hit. 
wolf stands once again, uh, prancing out, or uh, what do you call it, uh, evading out of the way as this poison blade comes back down. Uh, the wolf, seeing this, is going to bite twice down, 24 to hit. Oh, and 11 doesn't, 11, no, 11 doesn't hit the assassin. Um, so with a 24, that's 13 piercing. And then we got to do another strength saving throw. Oops, that's I mean, cool. if they do the one bite and they have to make the strength saving throw, wouldn't they have advantage on that second bite? Or would that just be their turn? Uh, it has to hit first. Okay. So um, it did hit. And if they do take advantage, I rolled a nat uh, crit 20. And I <laughs> don't want to do that. But uh, technically, I think that is correct. That, yes, they would, after the first one would hit, they would be, if they were to be knocked prone, um, they would have uh, advantage. So let me see uh, the strength saving throw really quick to see if that's going to be a thing. Oh, they got a critical 20. Okay, so yeah, they're not prone. So that's that. All right, Idana. Okay, coming back around and trying to stab again with that blade. Fourteen. I doubt that'll hit. A fourteen does not hit. It is just Gosh, shy. Dang it! You barely swing by, missing. And I'll move back out of the way again. Alrighty. The assassin, uh, now realizing that uh, life is fleeting, that this moment isn't as great as they were hoping, or as easy as it would have been. Um, not expecting this wolf to come down and attack. They're going to make a desperate attempt. One, two, both 23s to hit. Let's see what happens, wolf. Oh. Okay, so that's a quick 11 damage on the wolf. Uh, without the poison, let me see this con saving throw. Is Was the blade still poisoned after hitting? Uh, oh, yeah. Scary. <laughs> it doesn't say anything about it not being so. I'm just playing as it is poisoned. Okay. Um, gosh, that's a fail. wolf is dead after taking 30 poison damage <laughs> oh boy alright the assassin after killing the wolf stands up bloodied sweating uh, eyes scraped up uh, looks at you and realizes that you are a lot more than meets the eye. But uh, they seem to be enjoying this battle. They're going mm -hmm. to run forward to close the distance. 
Is it not my turn after oh, the wolf you know got killed? Is, or oh, I guess it is the your turn. Excuse me. Th no, they they have movement, don't they? Yeah, they can close the distance. Never mind. Um, let me check my sheet. And I, the footprints of my ghost friend just completely disappeared, correct? Correct. Can I look at the assassin and just say, your only quarry is me, correct? Yes. You are my target. Can I? In fact, if you need some time to think about the next move, that's fine, because I can switch back to the other two. No, you're good. I think I have an idea. All right. Can I use my cunning action to disengage? Okay. Take my movement. So, oh, 5, 10... 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. So that's my movement. Okay. My bonus action was my cunning action. And then as my action, can I make a dash? Yes. Okay. So that's 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. 35 onto the other side of this bank. Okay. Uh, perfect. Uh, I'm going to ask for a simple stealth check just in the sake of that you're moving through. You can hide in some of the blowing snow around some of the trees. I know you kind of have that stealthiness to you. So if you're trying to uh, get out of this uh, battle. Yeah, I am. If the intent is, you can stealth out, I guess, to where they can't see. Oh, 25. Yeah, with a 25, it is fair to say that you have left without them being able to see. I'm going to even just attempt a perception check just to see. I don't even think they can get to a 25. Yeah, they can't even get close. That's a 13. So you are out of the way. They turn to look, making uh, any attempt to see where you are, trying to see your footprints, but because of stealth, you're able to keep those light and hidden within the snow, something where you can't really track. Um, and I've also got my flying boots, so oh yeah, I didn't true. say I activated those or anything, but that is an option. <laughs> right, right, so yes, you can safely uh, step out of combat. Yeah, if she... 
he can't see where I am, I am activating those flying boots and I am booking it out of here so there's no way for her to track me. Okay, perfect. That works. So you activate those flying boots, you can get the hell out of here. Let me swing back to the others. Uh, get out of here. Where did that map go? Right here. All right. <laughs> so we come back you have this red tiefling stirring up trouble Torvoral, oro clearly defying everything you're saying trying as much as they can to incite the people into a riot to take action into themselves uh as uh yeah it i uh, does anyone want to say anything at this point now that we've had a few moments yes <laughs> I am going to say come and when I do that I cast command who are you oh. telling uh, the, who are the you commanding link. to come to you so they need to yep. make a DC 15 wisdom yep awesome good news is he does <laughs> he's probably not the most wise so oh, no, actually he's not not bad not bad yeah yes that's a crit 20 guys that's a 20 oh bummer that was gonna be so legit that was gonna be too legit to quit oh man <laughs> uh i like the idea uh so he looks and turns shaking it off seeing that you have uh Actually, no. No, no, he wouldn't know because you said the word come. So he looks and he calls out to the people. See, now they use magic to silence my words. What fear mongering? There is no fear mongering here. You're the one who is afraid. I asked you to come so you would join me in the circle of truth. So we could hear the lies that are coming out of your mouth. Oh, the lies more accusatory statements to us who are just trying to eke out a living here do you see these tactics fellow tens towners look at how they lie these speakers do nothing more than lie 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 and look at what Throw a jab one at him I love it. All right, let's get this rolling. Uh, you throw a javelin at him. Uh, just, just like a quick, like, underhand, just, like, slingshot that thing at him. Okay, see, uh, roll to see if you hit. Uh, he well. doesn't have great AC. Give me one second. That might hit. Oh. <laughs> you barely miss. You barely miss as this javelin hits, uh, I would say, even cutting a bit of fabric off of his clothes as it lands right next to him as he raises his hands warning shot there demon i see that the only way to reason with speakers it seems to be is violence do you see how they attack me as he who is the one calling for violence here i'm like speaking over him like with thaumaturgy okay. amplifying my voice who is the one who is calling for violence here? It's not me. It's not the speakers. We ask for a dialogue to talk, to have a conversation. There is only one man here who is asking to draw blood, and it is that one right there. If he has nothing to fear, then he should walk over here, step into this zone, and tell you himself. 
roll initiative. As oh boy. Cadroth, the tiefling, takes his hand as he lowers it down, the veterans uh, coming up from all directions with their weapons in hand start moving in as he steps a couple of feet out, letting these clearly more uh, appropriate fighters take care of this. Horo, you got a 23? Send that to the churn order thing there. Okay. Or I'll keep your 23 there. The scales adjust the stone D. Uh, Torbrol, I'm going to give you that 20 instead of uh, the 4. Just to make this easier on me, if that's okay with you. I'll dig it. <laughs> Perfect. I didn't think you'd have anything against this. Uh, so, um, I'm going to change up some of this music here. Let's get some D&D battle music going. There we go. Uh, Toro. Let's get this party started. I figured you've been oh. ready for this. I'm ready. Uh, first, I would like to rage as a yes. bonus action. Good. And then I'm stepping up to this veteran right here and taking a swing. All right. Uh, recklessly. Oh, with advantage. Go ahead. That's a 13. Does not hit. Yeah, didn't think so. All right. Uh, that's all I got. All right, Oro. Um, my action is going to be uh, my bond between me and uh, Oro. Okay. And um, as a bonus action, I'm going to yell to Oro, non-lethal if you can help it. And then, um, <laughs> I love Torbro in the heat of everything. I love it. <laughs> you know lethal. And uh, I am going to swing with my uh, my scales here on this this dude. That one there. Okay, go ahead and make your uh, hit or your uh, attack. Spiritual weapon. Oh, with uh, twenty six hits. How much damage are we doing on this guy? 11. 11. Great. I just, I mean, I'm not doing any lethal damage. I can't control what Oro does, and I wouldn't blame him if he did chop heads off. But... <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Uh, yeah, as long as the intent is not to kill, uh, stating before they reach zero, we can definitely make it just a knockout blow. I mean, I mean, sure, a couple of them, not all of them. <laughs> I'm not knocking out five people. I'm at least taking one or two of them down. <laughs> All right. That brings us. We don't need Danith. Uh, doesn't need to turn. Oh, actually. No, I'm not going to do that because that would be insane. Uh, five, ten, fifteen. He's going to step up to Danith. He's going to take his short sword, uh, long hand, uh, long sword, two-handed, and he's going to try to kill Danith. That is a fifteen to hit. 
Six slashing damage. Dan <laughs> just gets cut uh, from shoulder down to the bottom of a rib cage. Uh, he's still alive, but this veteran uh, that came up from behind is now trying to capitalize on this moment and kill Danith. Um, the scales of justice I've already gone. That is, I'm going to label this one. We'll call him Red. As he runs forward, five, ten. He's going to short sword you for an 18. Uh, Torvril, 18 hits, right? Yeah, 18 hits. Okay. And Sorry. Then he does a total of nine piercing damage. Oof. Okay. Okay, this one we're going to call blue as he's going to attack you Oro. Uh, the blue one is going to use his two-handed long sword. That's a 23 to hit. It definitely hits. That's 10 slashing. Okay, 5 slashing. Yep. I love I love being a big <laughs> yeah, barbarian. Exactly. I knew you were going to have that. As long as it's not quartered. <laughs> then I got a problem. If it's quartering, then I got to change up my enemies. Uh, let's see here. That was blue. That brings us to Stoney, who's going to see this veteran who just took a cheap shot at Danith, and he's going to be pissed off as he takes one step closer. Uh, let me pull up his sheet. This guy is going to tear some shit up. I love Stoney. <laughs> um, yeah, he's going to take his glaive, and he's going to thrust it for a 17 to hit. I don't know why that one's not whispered, but whatever. 17 to hit. That's a quick six damage. And then he's going to do it again with multi-attack. Oh, 13. Does not hit. All right, so that's just six. I was hoping he was going to do a little bit more, but whatever. Um, then that's going to be... Veteran Green turn, who is going to swing at your, uh, well. He can swing. It won't do anything, yeah, though. Yeah, so I was just going to say it's a pointless thing. So he's going to take the opportunity attack and step here. Well, no, he's still in range, so he's not going to take the opportunity attack. Uh, he's going to step there and try to get a shot off of, to Oro. 13, I imagine that doesn't hit. Uh, he gets advantage because I attack recklessly. So uh, 13 is my advantage. I had a 13 and oh. a 7. Well, then, no, he does not hit. Awesome. That changes some things. Okay, uh, <laughs> so uh, that brings us back to you, Oro. Uh, I'm staring these two down. I'm going to attack recklessly again on uh, Mr. Blue here. Okay. Oh my gosh. The 14, I, I assume, does not. Does not hit. Cool. Uh, how about a 16? Oh, does not hit. Okay. Bummer. 
They had like a probably like an eighteen, I imagine. No, it's close. Or yeah, close. You are, I will say, one off. <laughs> I'll give you that much over the table. They have AC of seventeen. These guys are ready for battle. That's that's my turn. I'm not level five yet. I don't have extra attack, so. Okay. Torbrel. All right. So what I'm gonna do is um, I'm gonna shoot a guiding bolt at this guy attacking Danith at level two. Okay. Let me get my doo -doo -doo. guiding bolt. 24 to hit. Oh, yeah, that hits. And that will be at level 2, I said. So, uh, 24 damage. He is bloodied. Good grief. And uh, next attack has advantage on him. Okay. And then I need to swing with my um, my scales here. I'm actually also going to move these guys, so they're going to be... Let me get my clicker out, not my measure. Right there. And we'll swing here for 26 to hit. Man, these rolls. Nice. Yes, that does hit. And 11 force damage. Awesome. That brings us... They are bloodied as well. Slowly chipping away. I'm just going to let this guy wail on me. He's just, like, getting free shots. <laughs> Fine. Other people you... are more important than myself. <laughs> Torporal. Selfless. Uh, it's Red Veteran's turn who's going to be uh, swinging on you. Uh, uh, 12, I imagine, does not hit. Does not. Whew. Okay. He felt bad seeing all the good I was doing. He's like, <laughs> no. I'll He's let him go around. Halfway convinced. <laughs> Uh, so that goes there. Oh, I must. I mean, technically, both him and the other guy, veteran who came in, are now within 15 feet of me, where I cast Zone of Truth and should have made a Charisma saving throw to see if they can tell me lies or not. But since we're not talking, you know, I was gonna whatever. Say that I don't <laughs> think. Yeah, you can. They, if you would like to talk to them, by all means, I'll roll that Charisma check. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say by all means. Yeah, it's just that. Not something I've normally done during a battle, but I can totally do it. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> uh, so the, uh, the purple one, I think I've uh, skipped as he's going to turn to stone knee uh, and try his best to attack. Uh, that's a 19 to hit stone knee. He's doing okay. Uh, yeah, 11's not bad. 11 slashing on Stony is what I should have said. Sorry, and he's doing okay. Uh, that brings us down to the blue veteran who is going to attack you, Oro, uh, with a long sword. Uh, 14. Yeah, uh, for me? Yes. Uh, it does not hit 18. Oh, 18. Okay, yes, it does not hit you. Uh, that was the blue one, so that brings us to Stoney's, and he gets advantage against Purple Veteran, right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, so let's check out what Just on the first is. attack. So that's a 25 to hit. Second mm -hmm. attack is a 12. The 25 does do some damage. That's a quick 12 damage there. Oh, yeah, this one's barely hanging on. 
barely hanging on. Okay, so this, as he takes his glaive like an expert, he kind of almost Gerard Butler 300s it, where he kind of hops up and thrushes and turns his hand to pierce, uh, to push the glaive really deep into the abdomen of the purple veteran, pulling it out as he's barely hanging on, holding this wound, uh, gritting his teeth. Uh, that brings us to the green veteran's turn who's going to try and hit you, Oro. That's a 19. That hits. Uh, 10 slashing. Okay. So that'll go down to 5 for you. Uh, that brings us back to your turn, Oro. Oh, maybe eventually I'll hit one of these dudes. <laughs> uh, we're going to go for blue again. Okay. Oh, I didn't At say 20. reckless. I didn't uh, say reckless. So, uh, <laughs> you, uh, for this one time, since it's you can, because I assumed you were recklessing uh, on my side. So, if you want to say I am recklessing attack, sure, I, I, I am recklessly attacking. Because I was, I was just about to say a critical twenty. <laughs> okay, so that works. All right. uh, roll that uh, damage. So you're looking at what is that, 17, another, so 24, Perfect. 25. Perfect. This one is starting to look pretty bad. Not quite bloodied. Um, kind of bonus action hammering horns this dude. Oh, yes. If you get a creature with Okay, uh, so I need to make you a strength saving throw. Mm-hmm. I got an 18. He, he beat it. Yeah, I had okay. 14 DC. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make sure. So, um... Nothing happens. Nothing happens. Torv roll. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and swing on my spiritual weapon on this dude again. 17 to hit? Yes, I think it, it was. An, that's it? Yes. 17 so we'll see. Six, six force damage. And then I'm just going to melee this dude since I think Stone Knee probably has another guy in hand now and right. he didn't seem to attack Danith last go around. And Nat 20. Woo! <laughs> now you're starting to roll with this. All right. Well, damage. All right. Um, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, that brings us to Purple Veteran's turn, who is barely hanging on, um, <laughs> who is trying to, I think, they're going to disengage and start to move out. It's not worth their life. Uh, but stone me. Mm, no, I, I take that back. These guys are committed. Uh, I need to remind myself of wants and needs of characters. Uh, they are definitely committed to death at this moment. Uh, he is going to attack Stoney. A uh, twenty-three. Good grief. Okay. You sound surprised. <laughs> 
yeah. Uh, that's okay. Um, that was his turn. Now it's Red Veteran's turn, uh, who's going to attack back to your uh, uh, attack back tour roll. That's a 23. That'll do. Six slashing. Oof. Blue veteran's turn. Going to attack at you, uh, Oro. Haha, <laughs> critically fails with a six. Uh, uh it's advantage. Uh, oh, yes, yeah, an eight. <laughs> I got a okay. critical failure and an eight, so yeah. Not going to happen today for this blue guy. Uh, dang, uh, that's not what I was hoping was going to happen. I was hoping it would be a little closer for you. Stoney's going to go. He's going to try and kill off this uh, purple veteran with a 12 does not hit. A 15 does not hit. One more round for this veteran. Uh, the green one is going to attack at you, Oro. Come on, let's go. 20, there we go. That definitely hits. That's a 10 slashing. Okay. All right. Oro, your turn. Uh, going back at this guy. Uh, this blue one. Uh... Going reckless. Okay. 17. Hits. Uh, take 25 points of damage. They That's are nice. mortaled. Barely, barely hanging on. Oh, that should be single digit. There we go. Mortaled, barely hanging on. Uh, in fact, it would probably be safe to say they could bleed out. Um. Uh. I want to hammering horns him again. <laughs> All right. Uh, strength. Roll me that. Yep. He got an 11. He does not uh, succeed. So he, I'll push it again, is pushed back 10 feet from me. Does that an invoke an opportunity attack? I don't know if it does. Let me look it up and see. Here. I think it's because it's forced movement. It does not. Right, I don't think it does. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, if I'm remembering that correctly, forced movement does not evoke an opportunity attack. But let me. Yeah, I'll I'll look that up uh, during a break or something. So we'll just You're say good. no no opportunity attack for that one. But he does get pushed back ten feet. Um, yes. Anything else, Oro? That's it. Okay, Oro, great job, Torvro. Alright, spiritual weapon again for a 16 to Does hit. Does not hit. But we'll add our d4 for an 18, 18 to hit. will hit. And do 7 force damage. Okay. And then I will swing with my own weapon here with a 19 to hit. Uh, 19 does hit. And 3 bludgeoning. Okay. They are officially mortaled. Green, right? Not red. Green is uh, mortaled. Okay. Anything else? Uh, I mean, nope. That's it. 
Wait, uh, your Warhammer, that was to the red one, right? Yeah, Warhammer to red, uh, yeah. the spiritual weapon is green. Let me give some health back to this green one. I took it all off on the green one. Uh, Warhammer was three, right? Correct. Okay. Okay, so uh, green is still... I wouldn't, yeah, they, yeah, more or less mortaled, uh, and red is uh, bloodied. The purple veteran is going to attack Stone Knee. That's a twenty-four to hit. Nine slashing damage. Okay, Stone Knee's starting to get shipped away at. He's bloodied to officially. Um, and that ends the turn for the Purple Veteran. Red Veteran's going to attack you, Torvoral. That's a 10 to not hit, unless they have advantage, right? No, no, no advantage. advantage. Uh, so yes, a 10 to hit, uh, not hit. Um blue veteran is going to uh run up on you again oro and they're going to try and attack with their long sword for 20 hits that's uh 10 slashing oh she just max out every time <laughs> yeah roll 20 has me rolling pretty good uh that's 10 slashing so what is that five for you uh that brings us to stone knees turn who's going to finally try and kill this damned per good grief that's an eight a 21 thank you let's see if we can finally be rid of this yes uh after a back and forth with this purple veteran uh, Stoney's going to take his glaive and pierce it straight through the heart, killing the purple veteran, using his movement now to assist you, Torvrol. 10, 15, giving you a little bit of backup uh, as he uh, does. That should be the green veteran's turn, who's going to attack at you, Oro. That's a 12, not to hit. Uh, uh, it was advantage, so I'm, I guess. Double 12s. Okay. Here uh, one. That brings us to you, Oro. All right. Um, well, keep doing what I'm doing. Keep and just doing. pray I can... So, Reckless, great axe, 25, 25 to hit. <laughs> Kill him. Gently. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 that's a good question. Uh, uh, Stone Knee did not uh, take a uh, passive blow. Are you going to take a passive blow? Nope. I'm killing the blue one. <laughs> Dead. All right, how do you kill him? Uh, I think like, like, a good, uh, like a good hit with the axe and then like a jam of my horn like his neck oh gosh and then just like rip it out all right name him all right this is uh this is turning into a uh gory circus all right oro that concludes your turn 
Uh, no, I can actually. Oh, I can't move. Never mind, because I have another one next to me. Yep. Yep. That's my turn. All right, Torvril. Uh, you have seen two people die. Stony runs up to assist you. Uh, what are you going to do uh, at this moment? Spiritual weapon. Spiritual weapon. I don't know why that rolled three times. Uh, first one. Yeah. Does hit uh, the green veteran. Go ahead and roll me damage. Eight gentle force damage. <laughs> <laughs> gentle force damage. Uh, they are bl- uh, mortaled, barely. He's barely gonna die. On. Yep, he's gonna die. Sorry, bud. <laughs> I did my best. You did your damnedest. Uh, you were yeah, gonna... you were just a few points away. <laughs> Swing with my warhammer on this other feller. Okay. For a twenty-three. Oh, yeah, that hits. Six. And six bludgeoning. Less gently, because he's not bloodied yet. Right. And he is officially bloodied at this moment. Anything else, Torbrill? No, I'm just going to kind of shrug at the green guy and say, well, sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> As you shrug at him and like, well, you've, you've made your choices. Time for you to sleep in your bed. Uh, it is the red veteran's turn who is going to uh, see... Mm, I think he's going to try and attack you once more, Torvrol, with his long sword. That's a 19. And 10 slashing. Oof, I am officially bloodied. All right. Is this the first time you've been bloodied in a battle? It might be. I don't remember if I got bloodied. There's only one other battle that I've taken damage on. I don't remember if I got bloody on that. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> we're, we're crossing new territories for Torvrol here. Uh, Stony. All right, Stony. Let's see what you're going to do. Double attack with this glaive. 12 and 11. Golly. Oof, buddy, come on. Yeah, he's not, he's not looking too good with that glaive. Uh, that brings us to Green Veteran, who's going to attack you, Oro. Um, oh, that's a 23. Oh, yeah, big time hits. Four slashing. Four? Hits all he got? That's all he's got on that one. All right, well, it's only two. I like that. That's <laughs> way better than getting 10 every time. I know. I'm a little bit disappointed. I was hoping to see that double digits on my side, but whatever. I'll take the four. <laughs> uh, we're not. We're not. Don't worry about it, Donna. I'm still like more than half my health. Hey, good. Oro. Oh well, you know what's happening. <laughs> Reckless, great axe. Just hit him. Uh, yeah, the he's, eighteen. He's dead. Uh, yeah. nine, Nineteen damage. Uh, killing blows, right? <laughs> yeah, killing blows for Boom. sure. Another body hits the ground. How do you kill this I would, one? Uh, I just want—I just want to like slash him down, and then I'm staring at this tiefling as I'm marching onto him. Oh, interesting. All right, Oro. Uh, does that That's do it turn. for your turn? That's my turn. Torvrol. Uh, gonna move my scales to, uh, all red guy here, and, uh, we'll go ahead and just make this first blow here. I wasn't even gonna attack him, I was just 
Oh, I'm gonna attack him. This guy's pissed me off. <laughs> 16 does hit. Uh, 11 force damage. Oh man, I should have done that to the other guy. <laughs> just saved his life. Right. <laughs> and then I will swing with my uh, normal attack on this dude over here. With a 21 to hit and three bludgeoning damage. I'm doing a lot of a lot of damage with my hammer. All right. <laughs> Uh, Torvrol, is that it for your turn? That is it. All right, the red veteran, after getting hit with the warhammer, is going to shake it off and be like, "Oh, you again!" After Stone Knee and you keep going, since you were the last one to hit him, he's going to try and attack you with a two-handed long sword. That's an eighteen. That'll do. That's eleven slashing. Oof. And Stoney's turn. He's going to come on. A 12. And critical failures. Wow. Stoney, you worthless, worthless, worthless. Stoney, come on. Mm, you know what? Actually, I'm going to expend a. I'm going to cheat. And. Uh, <coughs> no, I'm not going to cheat. I was going to say, I want to cheat to help you guys. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to use as expand as uh, superiority dice on uh, the 12. And then I was like, no, I've already rolled it. I can't go back. Uh, so, uh, I mean, you can fudge rolls. You're a DM. You're allowed to do that. I'm, I'm try, I try not to. Uh, I like, I like the way these dice have been treating me today. So uh, good. <laughs> well, Stoney, you disappoint me. Oro. Okay. DM, ask me. I'm gonna ask you a question. Okay. Okay. Can I grab this dude and throw him? Uh yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good question. How would we go about that? Would that just be how? Like, hmm. Give me competing strength checks, and then, yeah, we'll just go that way. I think that's the easiest way to resolve this. So I'll roll a strength. You roll a strength. Let's see what we get. Okay. I rolled a 19. My God. Come on, dear Lord. I have strength. Oh, <laughs> you have advantage. Oh, it doesn't do that. Oh, I'm raging. I do have advantage. And I, have, I have your D4, right? Yeah, throw that D4 on there. Oh, oh. 19. You don't get the D4 because you are, I just measured that, you are 35 feet away and we have to be within 30 <gasps> feet of each other. No! <laughs> oh. He survives this onslaught as you go to grab him and throw him. And once again, he it's much like how you did before, how he slipped out of that coat. He's able to just quickly sidestep and get out of your grasp before you can officially close that giant mitt of yours onto his does, frame. Does he does he move? Just out of the way to evade. Not okay. like out, okay. not all right. All right. I get you. Um what can I do? Nothing. Nothing at all. That's my turn. That's it. All right. That brings us to Torvril. All right. Um, 
I am going to get out of here. Um, not like out of here, out of here, but just out of this guy's range. Okay. Um, I'm going to do my channel divinity, uh, Balm of Peace. And that um, allows me to move my my movement and not take opportunity attacks. Okay. And I was reading this, and let let me see what you how you read this. As an action, you can move up to your speed without provoking opportunity attacks. And when you move within five feet of any other creature during this action, you can restore a number of hit points to that creature equal to two d six plus your wisdom modifier. Now, it doesn't say I can only do that to one creature. It's just when I'm in the, within that 25 feet, whenever I get within five feet of another creature, I can restore 2d6 plus my wisdom modifier. Um. <laughs> As it even says the next line, a creature can receive yeah. this healing only once whenever you take this action. And I was wondering why they would say that. And then I started to reread it and I'm like, you know what? I think every time I get within five feet of a creature, I can choose to give them that healing. Yeah, it, since it doesn't specify, I don't think I'm going to make a ruling as of one creature. I think it would make sense as a ability to hit each one of them only once whenever you take the action. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, let's do that. So I'm going to uh, move first uh, to five feet. I guess he's already within five feet, but uh, this old, what is it, Iron Knees? Is that his name? Stony. Stony, and, and then second over to here, and I can't get to Oral because my movement's only 25, but then I'm going to take my additional two, three, to right about here, I'd say. And um, then I've still got my bonus action, so I'm going to use my bonus action to go ahead and spiritual weapon this red dude again. Okay. Ooh, nat ones. Nat ones does not hit. But now okay. I am within 30 feet of Oro, so that you can get the D4 now. All right, that brings us to the red veteran's turn. He's... Oh, got to give them health. Oh, yes, mm -hmm. please. 10, uh, 10 plus 5, so it's 15. Okay. Stony will gladly take that. Bringing him back out of the bloodied range. Um... Red veteran's going to attack two-handed longsword. That's a 13 to not hit Stone Knee. Stone Knee's going to uh, send back a couple glaive attacks. Let's see what we got. 19 to hit. Damn, 15 doesn't hit, but a 19 does. 10 slashing damage as this uh, red veteran becomes officially mortaled. Um, that's bringing us back to you, Oro. Oh, I'll just sling a javelin at, uh, red guy. Are you throwing a javelin? Cause you would be at a dis- Oh, red guy. I'm sorry. I thought you meant the uh, tiefling red guy. Oh, no. Red veteran. Throw that javelin. 14 does not hit. Wait, wait, wait. 17? 17 does hit. Uh, 15, 15 damage. 15 damage kills the red veteran. I look at this tiefling and go, 
All your men are gone now. Wanna fight? The last ditch effort of this red tiefling, he reaches out to you since you guys, uh, since he hasn't been in this battle, he's going to uh, cast Inflict Wounds for a 21. Me? On you, Oro. Yeah, that hits for sure. 13 plus 17. I need to do some math here. That is 30? Yeah, 30 damage. 30 necrotic, so I don't know if that uh, does anything. It doesn't... Yeah, I don't think there's anything because I'm... I'm not, I'm not resistant to necrotic. It's just resistant to... Uh... Holy shit. 30 damage? 30 damage. 13 and a 17. Is that split in half? Are you raging still? No, I mean, I am raging, but I only get half for uh, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. Yeah. Unless I'm a totem barbarian, <laughs> which I'm not, so. Oh, dear. playing around, yo. Okay. <laughs> okay. In the back. Well, uh, I am down I to seven hit points. <laughs> I am down to seven hit points. Oh, gosh. All From right. 37 to seven, immediately. <laughs> that is one spell slot down for Cadroth. As he looks at you, clearly shaken by the inflict wounds touch, and he smiles and he says, Oh, how the blarge falls so well. I'm not down yet, mate. Oro. So it's my turn now? Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, I think I then then I throw the javelin though, so it would not be my turn. The uh, uh, threw the javelin, killed him. Bonus action, talk to this dude, and he hit me. Oh yes, yes. Excuse me, I was. So uh, four I need to just turn. put this dude on my. Here, let's go like this. There we go. That'll make it easier for me. Torbro, you go first, or you go ahead. Uh, well, shite. Um, <laughs> character number three. Because <laughs> I am, I am extremely low as well. Um, oh no, guys! And you're not here, Donna. I know. We are about to die. Oh no, my Don't plan worry. is ruined, you guys. Oh, I've got a perfect idea. <laughs> Here comes got the Dragonborn Paladin. Yeah, you guys got this. You got this. You still got Stone Oh, man. roll can heal somebody, I think. You got this. I can. Um, here's what we're going to have to do. Oh, man. This is going to get a little dicey. Spell slots, though. Uh, yeah, I've got I've got a few, I've got some left here. We're not we're not out of the we're not dead yet. Uh, or at least not all of us. Thank you. Thank you, Torbro. <laughs> Oh, uh, 25 hit on spiritual weapon. Hits. We'll go ahead and get this one done. Uh, 10 force damage. Okay. See, is he mortaled? No, <laughs> bloodied. No, this dude's probably like. Oh, he's bloodied though. Oh, that's good because we've only he's got low health. All right, I'm coming over to you and getting in touch, and we are curing wounds at a first level, so seven puts you at 14. I know it's not great, but it's what I got. It's 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 something. It's something. <laughs> I mean, I, I do have this if I do go down, just so y'all know. Uh, 
That's good to know. Oh. That's really good because it doesn't cost a thousand gold to bring me back to life. <laughs> really cool if I have that. Yeah, I was gonna say hopefully <laughs> oh, he has it. Pretty adorable. <laughs> What kind of cleric are you? I just, I, you low level one. I don't have He's that yet. Wait. <laughs> low right. level. Stodney is going to take this time to check on Danith and help get him situated, as that is Stodney's major priority. I'm going to take him oh, out. I just healed him to full health. He's going ah. to, to grab him and start making way back to City Hall. Oro your turn oh i'm sorry no <laughs> let's bring us back to the tiefling yeah seeing that you're healing people he's going to be pretty upset about that and he's going to cast hold person on you torval okie doke what's that save um Wisdom saving throw of Oh yeah, you pass. Yeah, you pass. Hang on, hang on, let me just let me just make sure. Uh twenty-four. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> you uh pass with flying colors. Uh you are not held. Uh that it does it for Cadroth's turn. Oro. I am I am fuming right now. Uh so reckless. Uh 15 15 hits. Great. Uh you are about to eat such crap. Take 20 what is that 20 24 points of damage. Take 24 points of damage. And I want to hammering horns this mother effer. Okay, so uh they're not quite mortaled, but uh, let's see what this hammering horns does. I'll push you back. See if you can do that DC save. Uh, strength, correct? Correct. I got a fourteen. That is the DC save itself. All 14. right. So he stands, smiling at you, Oro. Smile away, you piece of shit. That's my that's my turn. That's all I got. Twenty-five to hit. <laughs> I thought we were gonna save someone to talk to, but I guess we're not. We're just killing them. No, no, no these, are, these are gentle. Remember, gentle. You're gentle. You're, you're, you're changing. You're changing. Torval, I like it. Well, so this guy, this guy especially pisses off Torval because Torval is specifically about peace and like creating bonds, and he does that. Granted, kind of gruffly, but this guy is like clearly out to disrupt and destroy peace. So he this really doesn't like this guy. Is there a way? Is there a way to like tell Torval real fast? Is this is the guy that gave me the message. <laughs> uh, like, on go there to the mind. Oh my god! Okay, well he's dead probably before then. No, well I, I haven't been attacking to kill anybody that's been like humanoid pretty much this whole game. So I'm, I'm not gonna start doing it now. Right, right. Um, but I am going to uh let loose on this dude a little bit because you know fuck him. <laughs> with a uh uh guiding bolt here 24 to hit 24 does hit and that will be uh seven radiant damage and would give you advantage finally that doesn't out. they are mortaled 
one last ditch effort with the little bit of life they have that hand reaches forth once more for a quick 16 of inflict wounds uh, I'm down uh, does 16 hit Oh, 16 the hit. I thought you said 16 damage. No, I'm sorry. 16, 16 doesn't. Uh, did I reckless just then? I think I yeah. reckless. Uh, so is that 16 like it, or do you want to roll again for the advantage? Uh, 16, 16 is my uh, rolls. Okay, well then no, you do not hit. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. Damn it. All right, that's fair. Yeah, that's cool. Damn that's it. Cool. You've killed off one of my characters. You want to kill off another one, too? I like Dad Roth. He's he's a, he's a fun NPC. Okay, that's he's fine. He's a stinker is what he, he is. He's a stinker. He's my buddy because he gets things stirred up quick. Oro, uh, this brings us back to you. All right. You have uh, an advantage without Reckless this time. Ooh. Okay, well, let's go. Does absolutely oh, no. nothing. You know what? Hang on. Doubles. You know what? Eleven. <laughs> Does an eleven hit? Sorry. <laughs> Does not. Well. Fine, Dang I won this one. Twenty-five again. Twenty-five does hit. Nine force, uh gentle. Gentle, you knock him out. If he had killed you, uh, Oro, on that tech, I would have been able to bring you back, but I would have killed him there. <laughs> Good job, guys. I, I would have lost it on him. Uh, so let's bind him up and bring him back with us with uh, Danith. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Oro, let's bind this man up and take him back with us, and let's get over to where Danith is and wherever we were at. Okay, let's go. And I just, I just grab him. All right. As you bind him up, you grab him, uh, tie him up, and start to drag him. This is going to be our first break of the evening. Uh, join us back in just a couple of minutes, and uh, we'll get back into the action. All right. Welcome back. We are going to cut from Torvril and Oro over to Idana. Um, and check in with Idana as we are kind of going about these next uh, couple hours. Idana, as you're moving, following, uh, you, you, I guess what happened was you uh, got out of a very sticky situation with an assassin. Mm-hmm. You stealthed and disengaged and were able to get away from battle and start heading back to the northwest passage that you were heading or direction excuse me that you were heading mm-hmm. um again even with the death of the wolf you are able to find some more footprints from your friend it Wonderful. is clear that they want you to come visit. It's almost like they've been trying to send out an invitation in the weirdest, uh, most unformal, but uh, their way. You know, mm-hmm. come visit me. 
uh, you are able to make it another couple hours. Uh, you don't feel the cold. In fact, it feels quite warm to you. Um, the effects of no. the everlasting uh, frost don't seem to be really hindering you in travel anymore. No blizzards, safe passage. Uh, the only thing that you can really tell are that there is a wide variety of animals of all types bears foxes hares um crag cats yetis all kind of forming a simple lane as they watch you with each step getting closer and closer to destiny i guess as you travel I would say a total of six hours right that is six hours after the uh, assassin battle Um, you travel for quite some time you're heading up into the nothingness of Icewind Dale away from everything until you start to see a very odd formed mist sitting directly in front of you uh, against a tree line of tall uh, pine trees Um, the area looks familiar almost like you would be close to the lonely wood wood um however it doesn't make sense that you are able to travel that fast that quick that easily through the territory but it is what it is and as you get closer to this wind this mist that's building on the horizon you get closer it starts to form around you you can tell that it's very thick it's almost creeping in a way as it slides around you and almost feels like it the wind or the mist itself is pushing against your back forcing you beckoning you to keep moving forward do you choose to move forward i came here for a reason i'm moving forward uh just so i know what is going through idana's head at this moment you've had a run-in with an assassin you're being beckoned by a ghost you're seeing animals of all types gum uh kind of watching you uh almost on like a last walk a uh i forget what they call it um as the uh cell uh, inmates uh go for their last walk um down the uh the aisle but that's kind of what this is everyone's kind of paying their respects to you um depends on how affected idana is at the moment by the curse how sound of mind is she dm that's a great question because i do believe she has blue eyes as you start to walk through this mist, choosing to move forward, you yourself choosing to take each step, your eyes revert back to their natural color. Ah. 
as you step through this mist, you can no longer see the animal eyes that were once watching you. You can feel that you are in sacred ground. Um, if you would like to see where you're at, let me pull up the map. That would be cool. And for the sake of... Story, I will put you onto the map, Idana. Sounds good. And as I put you onto the map, I need to load up my little uh, information here. Okay. So, <clears throat> so yeah, as you can see uh, around you, the tracks have led to a large um, circular indentation in a snowy hillside. Rising from the middle of the circle is a triangular gnomon of beautifully carved crystal that stands gosh I would say about 20 feet tall a 10 foot high berm hanging from the circle's um, eastern edge has evergreens growing all around and atop it uh, sheltering what looks like a sarcophagus buried under the snow and enclosed by a half circle of pale blue crystal pillars. North of the berm is a delicately carved gazebo made of marble and south of the berm is a row of outward facing white marble statues atop granite pillars. All is quiet. Okay. Um, so now that Idana is herself again, she is immediately worried about the state of her mom, but knows that whoever that assassin was, her mom was not a target, so she should be okay. And just has her friends in mind as she starts to walk forward. As you start to walk forward, um, you see directly in front of you, embedded in the hillside, uh, south of the circular indentation is a stone door. There's no visible handles or hinges sitting um, right here, Idana, if you can see that blip. Yeah. Um, to the side of you are statues, those statues of elves that I was uh, briefly talking about. 
Uh, what do these statues look like? Well, these statues each depict an elf in different formations, telling different. Uh, I guess uh, they would be each holding a pose, one with its fingers to its mouth, one with its hands to its ears, one with its eyes covered, um, some that look like they're um, praying, I guess is a good, or meditating, I think is more accurate for an elf. Okay. Um... And a random, do any of the statues look familiar, or are they just statues? The elf statues do not look like... Well, no, actually, I lied. The, uh, the elf statues do look familiar. They, in fact, look like your ghost friend. Okay. Um, and then here directly in front of me is an opening that I can go through, correct? Correct. And then this door has no hinges or anything. It doesn't look like it can open, per se, since there's no hinges. You could, I mean, I don't want to say it can't be open. It would just take some effort. You wouldn't be able to just, uh, you know, twist a handle and walk in. You would have to actually, uh... Uh yeah, uh, adjust, uh, make yourself known entering, I guess. Okay. It directly in front of you opens up, and that is where that s uh, circular design is with the moon dial. Um, I will continue in towards the moon dial. Okay. Rising from the center of the circular depression is a tall, triangular, crystal gnomon, a device one typically finds in the middle of a sundial. It is thick near the base and narrows to a sharp point at the top. The snow around the stone around, or excuse me, the snow around the gnomon has melted away, revealing a circle, a circle of symbols carved into the stone around it. Those symbols depict the phases of the moon, suggesting that the circular depression is not a sundial, but a moondial. Something has punched a rough hole in the wall in the northwest edge of the depression, creating a dark opening that leads under the hill. Okay. Um, can I... Am I close enough to where the melted area is that I can, like, lean down and touch the ground? I want to see if the ground is warm here, where it's melted. Yes. Just curious. The ground is not necessarily warm. As okay. much as it's just been cleared away. Okay. Well, melted away would be more accurate in a 
doesn't seem like the ground itself has melted. Maybe something else has. Okay. Um. Still definitely curious. Um. Can I see? So up this area is like 20 feet up, correct? Uh, yeah. You would be about 10 feet up that wall there. Okay, so I would not be able to see what's on top. Okay, so I am going to go check out this hole then. That is my next thing of interest that I can immediately see. Okay, so you can see a dark sunken chamber. Uh, it's hard to make anything out um, other than that except that there's a decent... Oh, I'd say, gosh, um, maybe 10 feet drop. Uh, you're kind of uh, from a ledge down uh, to make it into that sunken chamber. Uh, some rock debris okay. has fallen in there. There's some what looks to be statues of something, but it's hard to make out from where you're standing. Okay, with the brightness behind me and into the dark, yeah. Yeah. I mean, brightness um, would be a nice exaggeration of the yeah. coming through. Um, I will use my spider climbing ability that I have as a dampier and just scale down the wall, down the 10 feet. Okay, so as you come into this um, spacious chamber kind of tucked underneath the hill um, you would be going underground at this point uh, uh, you can see that there's some bones some carcasses of different animals uh, maybe foxes, hares, goats owls, wolf pups and probably even young bears that have kind of shared this uh, area that you're standing in the air is foul. It is putrid, almost rotten. It doesn't seem like there has been much um, flow of air in this area. Um, you do see a few statues uh, directly in to the sides of you, I guess, left and right. Yeah. Um, and then let me look... I can see within 60 feet of me, so... I didn't look like that. So, I could see those stairs in front of me. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm gonna move here, and then I can see that opening over there as well. As well as this you larger also... opening. You also are very much aware that this area has been, despite the animal carcasses, well maintained. Okay. Um, can I tell if anything has been through either three of these openings recently? You cannot because they all look very clean, very well maintained. Okay. Would you like to look at the statue? 
me how I'll look at these statues. Do they still depict my ghost friend? Uh, no. Hmm. This one here depicts a dwarf. Okay. This one here depicts a familiar halfling. Okay. This one then here I'm... depicts a female elf. Do I recognize either the dwarf or the elf? I'm gonna come closer to both of them. Uh, no. No? No, the dwarf and the elf, halfling. The, the halfling does look very familiar. Yeah, I would assume that's probably Nimsy. In fact, it is Nimsy. Okay. Oh. Are there any nameplates by these statues, or is it just a statue? Just a statue. Uh, the pose of each one seems to be depicted in moments of relief, of clarity. Uh, different poses for each. However, they seem to be very deliberate poses. Um. Brief moments of time. Um, I want to go back over to the Nimsy statue. What does she look like? When you walk up, you remember that look. The same look she had when she saw that ice knife on your hip. A moment of clarity fallen upon her face. Does she have the gash in her throat? She does. Okay. That'll definitely send a shiver up Idana's spine. Um. I guess I'll just check out the closest place to me these first set of stairs because I'm assuming these other two statues are beings that were killed by my shipmate that is a fair uh, assumption yes okay as you start to step forward you see to your Southeast or southwest, a very familiar face, but unlike you've seen before, this one looks very, very real. As you start to see your ghost friend Ravison turn in the dark hallway take a few steps towards you smiling opening their arms welcome you're Ravison 
Donna. Yes. Um. How are you here? Is this here your home? Of the fateful encounter by the blessing of Oriel. Same as you. Yes. Both Oriel and you wanted me here, so I'm here. <laughs> I'm glad you can finally take on the beauty of all things preserved, frozen in time. Do you see the massive work of art that is finally happening as they look to each of those statues taking another couple of steps from you? Behind them, you can start to see what seems to be a shimmer a reflection of light but it's hard to make out they seem to be standing purposefully blocking out what you cannot see so there's shimmering stuff by the statues that i can't uh, see well behind ravison down the behind hallway. ravison so i just see something shiny behind them very shiny, reflecting. Um. Yes, this is quite an interesting work of art. I. I suppose I have contributed to. Um. Contributed? Oh. Don't sell yourself short, Idana. You've done more than contributed. You've helped move this work forward. What exactly would you say this work is? The preservation, of course. Of all things beautiful. Locked in a frozen winter preserve only that which is worth preserving so I'm assuming since you brought me here and Aurel brought me here you would wish for me to continue with this work yes Ravison smiles I do not dare speak for real as they step to the side and as they step to the side you can clearly see down the hall is a mirror made of sheer ice mm -hmm. Ravison takes their open palm points it at you and in a sort of politeful host way point with their open palm down the hallway Oreo would like to see you one last time. Last time. The pale face, 
purple lips, blue stained teeth smile at you as the head drops and bows again, ushering you down the hall. Obviously, I'm not going to get anything from Ravison, so I'm just going to go forward. Alright. And as you go forward, we're going to quickly jump back to Torvrol and Oro <laughs> and see what is going <clears throat> on there. As I swing back down to this battle map. Uh, yeah. Torvrol, Oro, you have bound up Karda, uh, excuse me, Cadroth, um, the tiefling. And you have brought them over to Danith and Stony. Yeah, so wherever uh, they're running off to, I, I assume back to like the barracks where they were before, but. Okay, uh, yes. Uh, so kind of back into uh, some sort of. Uh, what do you call it? Um, yeah, you guys are going into a building, correct? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so I don't know why I made that so difficult. Yes. Uh, is there a particular building you're thinking of, or are you trying to make your journey back towards the city hall where this all began? I was thinking the city hall, because that seems like it's pretty secure, and um, clearly there's people coming for Danith. Fair. Uh, if we are making our way back to City Hall, then we need to also move through some people, uh, the crowds that have gathered. Oof. Not a problem. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to at least let you know you're still going to be moving through crowds of people. They are very interested in how this is going to play out. A lot of people's faith is on the Horrible. line. Horrible. Uh-huh. I know you hate this idea. <laughs> For the love of God, get on my shoulder. Or something. No, no, I'll, I'll stand behind you. And uh, I mean, I'm going to cast a Cure Wounds on myself here. Okay. Because um, I'm at 10, and not that, you know, everyone here isn't totally on a level, but <laughs> right. I'll go up to point two. All right. I, uh, I'm carrying the tiefling. Okay. Bound tiefling is being thrown over your shoulder, I imagine. Yep, and I'm just gonna full rush my way through. Okay, you're moving quickly, Torvrold. You're keeping up. Stone Knee has grabbed Danith by the back collar and is quickly ushering him around, following suit. Uh, Duvessa is nowhere to be seen. In fact, it's quite odd that Duvessa had taken off and was not present for this battle quickly diminished when things got interesting but that's a different conversation for another time let's get back to the city hall shall we everyone make me a perception check uh Torvrol and Oro that is oh good 
16. Nat Increased. 20. Okay, so with uh, 16 and a natural 20, you can clearly see the people that have taken off are now starting to form back up around. The crowd is starting to grow back in size. It's unclear why but I mean it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out the people that they th or the person that they thought did this is now being taken back away from the city center uh, and away there's blood there's uh, battles going on they're very very nosy at this point trying to understand whispers uh, can be heard on the crowd are the speakers to be trusted seems to be the main conversation as you make it back to the city hall you enter the doors you have a few options for room uh do you want to go downstairs into the city hall to be towards the kind of interrogation cells um more uh, secure, yes. more defended, or do you want to go into more like open, larger rooms, which would be main I think, floor? I think interrogation for defense and the fact that we're about to interrogate this tiefling. I'm with Oro. Fair. So you start to go downstairs. Um, Stone Knee uh, opens a few doors for you, telling, kind of ushering you in. Uh, Oro, it's hard for you to fit into everything, but you're able to make it slide as you're having to tweak your horns in and out of certain corners and crevices as you kind of bonk your head a little bit, but you're making it work. Um, Stony kind of points to an open, large cell where they clearly keep a lot of the uh, drunkards of the town. Um, as he suggests that you put the uh, tiefling in there as he has Danith by the uh, back collar and he's still holding on to him rather firmly almost like ragdolling him but Stoney doesn't know any better I what you want me to do with this guy which, which guy is he have the tiefling he's, or is he have Danith in his Danith, hand okay. gotcha Get him somewhere safe. Make sure uh, he's got a guard posted on him. We don't have to worry about him, but we do have to worry about the people coming for him. Yeah. There ain't no way I'm going to be able to take him outside, I'll tell you that much. He's got to stay no, no. somewhere here. I think that's for the best. Any preferences? Do you want him down here with you, or do you want him up there in the bigger rooms? Wherever's going to be safest is where he needs to be. Time to be his comfort. Damn bees comfort. All right. He opens up a cell that's a little bit smaller down the uh, little uh, hallway that you've entered in that uh, let downstairs. And he pushes him in there and he says, all right, you stay in there until we can figure out uh, how to handle this next part. And he closes it and he says, if you need anything, you know, just uh, I'm sure somebody will hear you. And he walks out and clearly trying to figure out what the next step is as he leaves you and Oro to the tiefling. Oro, I think you ought to be the one to wake him up. Not a problem. I'm going to stand like behind him. So when he wakes up, it's just like Minotaur. <laughs> I just rear back and slap the ever-living shit out of this tiefling. Okay, so Cadrop 
gets hit. He his eyes kind of roll back into his head, but come back to the center as he, you know, uh, almost uh, wobbly, kind of lean gathers himself. The world starts spinning, and it seems to be okay. He's back, and so he looks at you and he goes, "Whoa, um, where am I? What are you doing?" I'm the one asking questions here. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> oh, how large you are. Scary, I, too. I can be scary. I bet you pride yourself on the fear that you can bring. Sometimes, yes. Well, go ahead, big boy. Let's see what you got. As he smiles at you and sits back. Do you think this is a game? I think you are a game, yes. Who are you? <laughs> he chuckles again, seeming to delight in the confusion that he's been able to immerse himself in. I take my right horn, the tip of it, and just like into his chest a little bit and like rake it across. As you do, you open up his shirt and you can clearly see what seems to be signs of self-inflicted wounds all about his chest and abdomen. <laughs> oh, how big and how scary you are. Tell me, what can you do that I haven't already done? Um, I rear back to a fist. I want to punch him when I hit. <laughs> I want there to be some radiant damage from my divine fury. A little searingness on the cheek. All right, all right. I will say, be careful how much damage you're applying to this because he. These he are these are like out. these are like these are like. <laughs> Minimal little, just the, just to see his attention, you know. So, while you're doing this, um, behind you, I'm casting thaumaturgy, um, and I can do things like, uh, you know, create a rumble of thunder, ominous whispers, cry like harmless tremors. So I'm just doing like things like that to like amplify every time you do something, like you like, you know, stomp your foot and the ground shakes. You know, you. Um, say something mean to him and then hear like whispers like ridiculing him that that kind of thing just right. like amplifying everything you do okay how are you amplifying each punch each punch um, he's going physical not uh, yeah. he's not so much attacking mental which would be kind of where the thalmaturgy would really be beneficial no. he's hitting him so or what are you so like uh, rumbles of thunder when he punches, you know. Oh, okay. Like okay. Just adding emphasis to everything he does is kind of what the I'm going. Flames flicker in the room. It's such a powerful hit. Yeah, or flames flickering, or you okay, know, make okay. the shutters rattle, like you know, things that amplify. And I can do three of these at one time, uh, for a minute. And since it's a cantrip, I can just kind of keep going. Yeah, that sounds. So good. My goal is basically just whenever he does something, I want to emphasize it. Roll me a persuasion check, Oro. Persuasion or intimidation? I feel like I'm trying to intimidate him more than I'm trying to persuade him. 
Well, you're not going to intimidate him. That's clear. So you're trying to persuade him to give up any sort of information. Fifteen. He looks at you. With each hit, the lights flicker, the sound of thunder hits, as he seems to spit out blood, and he looks at you, barely hanging on, and he smiles and he says, Do you not know anything other than violence, large one? (laughs) As he spits... Violence seems to be the choice of those who are truly afraid. Tell me, large one, what are you afraid of? (coughs) I get in real close to his face. Nothing. So brave. So, so brave. You're going to need it. (laughs) As he kind of coughs into your face. (laughs) Deliberately, I would say. (laughs) Tell me. How did you come to these lands? Tell me your name. My name? Is that what is so important to you? My name? (coughs) For starters. Cadroth. Hey, Cadroth. I ended up here. That's how I got here. Some in my area of social circles have seemed to uh, hear rumors of something here that doesn't belong. Right now, you seem to smells you. You don't seem like you belong. Right now, this situation, I think you don't. Mm. He smiles and he says, you are right about that. I was not meant to live this, through this. Who sent you? The devil. Which one? (laughs) Oh, you're going to meet him soon enough as he looks slowly up to Torbrol and smiles a very lingering, sickly smile at you, Torbrol. Do you think that we're afraid of devils? <laughs> if you're not, you should be. Are you afraid of devils? 
I'm afraid of what they'll bring. Well, I hope you know with your actions. You, if we were to kill you, you'd be going to meet them for an eternity at this point. I would be with, oh, welcomed with open arms. So, I don't think you understand how devils work when it comes to mortals. They're going to use you as a tool and then use you as a plaything. And my friend here would like to just have your debt be done with it. But I'm here to offer you a bit oh, of clemency. Torvro, Torvro. A plaything from a beast domain cleric. Uh, tell me, where is your deity here in the cold north? My deity's always here with me. It doesn't matter where I go in this world. My deity comes with me. He... He quickly knocks his hand against some of the iron, causing it to ring out. Ding, ding, ding. Hello? <coughs> Hello? Ah, interesting. Silence. What? What is interesting? He smiles. I must be on the right path. And with that, we're going to cut back to Idana. Okay. <laughs> Mostly to give my voice a... <laughs> A breather. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Idana, you are making your way through or past Ravison, rather. Not through Ravison, no. but past Ravison towards the shining mirror, the ice uh -huh. that is reflecting. Yep. I'm just making my way. Um, so as you get closer, the underground passage narrows before ending at a wall upon which is mountain, uh, excuse me, mounted an oval mirror about seven feet tall and half as wide encircled by a decorative stone frame. As you get closer to this mirror, you see your mother. She seems to be holding something familiar, sobbing next to a very familiar bed. I see what she's holding. She's clutching to her chest something of yours. Something that you would have significant value to. I would say either a picture or a uh, thing that has been... Um, yeah. What would you say that you've left behind that is something that you have given her that she would want to grab? 
Well, since I made off with one of her brooches, or brooch, however you want to say it, I think it's brooch. Brooch. Um, I think I would have left behind one of my necklaces that she gave me. Perfect. That's, that's just a that's simple, perfect. just a simple. <laughs> ironically enough, a moon-shaped pendant. <laughs> She clutches that moon-shaped pendant closer, sobbing. The image starts to blur a little bit. Starts to shift. Starts to move to where you can see a familiar ship. Uh-huh. You recognize the ship as the Dark Duchess. Uh-huh. Crashing into the sea of moving ice. And as you and Sephic really are the only ones to have made it out all alive, you start to see something that you didn't see before. Something watching you. A pair of bright blue eyes fixed upon an owl's body glowing as they watch you you can almost get the feeling like they guided you towards that person's house that was able to save you where so many didn't they can show you you taking in or you being taken in giving warmth and food and then it quickly shifts and fades away to Sephic as Sephic is crawling in the snow on all fours trying his hardest to make it and as he falls to the ground on his stomach he looks up and he sees Ravison Ravison offers him a chance to preserve beauty. A chance for life in such a desolate place. Sephic, greedy as ever, takes it, taking the knife, fully understanding that whatever it is that they need just to preserve his life a little bit longer, it's worth it. The mirror starts to fog over almost. A strong form of condensation builds and starts to drip down. Almost slow at first, but very fast as the condensation drops. You can see what looks to be a shawl. Something hunkered over. A very large form, misshapen. Is it a boulder? Is it a creature? It's hard to make out, Idana. But it starts to rise. And as it rises, 
can start to see Oriel. A hybrid owl humanoid form, large, step through the mirror. First left foot, then the right foot, then the hands as it pulls itself out, arching its back, taking in the cold, looking at you and smiles. Hello. It is about time you've come to see me. Um, hello, uh, Orville, I'm assuming, yes? <laughs> Do not act as if you don't know who I am. I am the Frost Maiden. I am the one that gives you warmth in the cold. I am the one that preserves the beauty. of something. Please tell me what it is. I came in search of escape and protection, I suppose. I came here to get away from people and be a threat to others based off of what happened to me not too long ago back at the college <laughs> you're talking you're talking about your fangs yes yes so you come to my land lost confused, hopeless, and yet I am here to give you all of those things that you so desire. <laughs> Do all of those things that you desire, preserved in time. Do you mean... only asking one little thing of you, Donna. Help me preserve these lands. Such beauty to be seen. So many creatures, so many moments should be preserved, should be 
maintained, respected, a reverence of sorts. You, Idana, could have all that you wish. Safety. Seclusion. Knowledge of an eternity. And yet you chose to get rid of it. See, that isn't exactly my choice. Um, I did not heal myself, nor did I say I wanted to be healed. But... Then it is up to you right now to choose, as I am a merciful deity. Preservation, knowledge, seclusion from those who want to do you harm. Or do you spit in the face of a deity? How do I know that you will give me these things so freely? Do you doubt my powers? I keep the sun at bay. I preserve this land in an everlasting rhyme of frost. And you doubt my abilities? Not necessarily, um... Gods, this is interesting. Would you have me... still going about killing people? I'm sorry. Are you confused on what I am owed? I demand sacrifice. Those who cheat me deserve death. Maybe I'm mistaken, Idana. Are you forsaken and ignorant of enough to challenge me to say no to my ordeals to to say no to my offerings no i i haven't said no nor nor yes yet i am merely talking with you do you not enjoy a good conversation i do not enjoy my time wasted <laughs> Oril, I appreciate your offer, but I came here to avoid people and to not kill others, and I have 
already failed that. I've... I've hurt many people. I... God. Not even 24 hours ago, I think. I... I bit someone. I haven't done that before. You damn the people of Ten Towns. To certain death. As Oriel, for the first time, steps slowly to the side, moving past its massive body into the mirror, showing you, or excuse me, not uh, into the mirror, but pointing to the mirror, where into it a picture of Ten Towns burning in flames is shown to you. Children screaming for their mothers, people scurrying all about, crying out for help. That is what I'm trying to avoid. Your Back. choice. Preservation or destruction, Nidana. More so than you've ever needed to make a decision. A decision is needed now. Um, I, I don't want to destroy people. Did you um, feel them when they cried out to you? I was merciful enough to show you that there would be pain. Yes, I, 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 don't, I don't want them to have pain. I don't. Especially my friends. I mean, I, I haven't known them for very long. But, God, I... There's people I care about. Here and in this world. Ev anywhere and everywhere. And I, I, I don't want them to feel pain. I, I came running here to avoid hurting people. To avoid causing pain. And... Then help me, Donna, as a deity, avoid catastrophe. What is it that I ask for maybe one or two? That is simply to preserve the beauty as I keep the other things at bay. Can I ask just one thing before I make my decision? You may. What would cause such a calamity upon the Ten Towns area that it would all go up in flames? What would happen to it to cause that? I think this is a perfect time to quickly switch back to Torvrol and Oro. <laughs> 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 As much fun as I'm having playing a deity, I need to check in with these two. Uh, that's fine. I'll keep going. I was really enjoying <laughs> that. <laughs> Torvrol and Oro, you have Cadroth uh, more or less on the ropes. Um, remind me kind of what is going on as I am uh, trying to get this deity out of my head. Uh, good cop, bad cop. 
I feel like we got a little bit of force cop. Okay. What the fuck is that? Hold on. I got to get this guy's Cadroth. Um, so, Cadroth, would you like a glass of water? <laughs> I'm no. sorry. <laughs> I, watch. I don't want your water. I know what this is. I can get you some food or something to make you more comfortable. The more you work with us, the more comfortable we can make you. But if you fight, this is not going to be easy on you in any kind of way. You should have killed me when you had the chance. That's still an option. I pick up my axe. That's what my friend over there wants to do. It's your best option. Do it, big guy. Don't really don't say that. Really, really don't say Corporal, that. Corporal, give me the word. <laughs> Listen. I'm telling you. This could be about to really suck for you. You're a caster, right? You do magic? I do magic too. How would you feel with no hands and no tongue to speak or cast your gestures? Stuck like that rotten in a cell for... The rest of your life, and as I understand it, tieflings live a pretty damn long time. And then, once you die, having not done the service you were asked to do by the devils, you'll be their plaything for eternity. Or, you can work with us and we can give you another way out. <laughs> what do you have even to offer me? Well... We got several things. One, if you want a quick death, my friend's got his axe there for you. And we can send you on your way if that's truly what you believe, that the devils are going to worship you. And that you're going to be welcomed with open arms. We can send you there right away. But only if you help. Or two, I can offer you salvation under a different deity. I can take you into the loving arms of Baron of True Silver. And show you the ways of peace. Unbind my hands. That is what I ask. If you think I'm so foolish to unbind a caster's hands whenever he's being hostile towards us, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> then make the death quick. Well, then give us our information. We'll make the death real quick. Or, no hands, no tongue, rotten cell. Three paths. Which one do you want? I say, unbind my hands and I'll give you everything you want to know. A bit of trust amongst each other. I think we'll do us well. I'm going to look a bit Oro and try and get a read on him on what, what he thinks about that. Uh, I tell Orville in my telepathic amazingness <laughs> if we unbind his hands I'm goring him through the chest. I think not. Oh, Trust me, it's for you. Enough 
to just have a simple discussion as he says with his hands you know as he kind of tries to shug with his shoulders not able to move his hands imagine his hands are tied behind his back right yeah 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 <laughs> so as i'm as i'm kind of acting him out here my hands are behind my back and he's trying to like give a like a, it's just like come on just a little bit of a little bit of trust tell you everything you need to know yeah I think I know how far your trust is gonna get us well do you think we should take his eyes too Oro or is that too much am I being too mean you wanna keep him alive I was gonna kill him or if we kill him, that gives him what he wants. I was thinking we cut off his hands and take out his tongue and leave him there to rot in a cell for the rest of his days. I have a better idea. Take his eyes. Take his tongue. Take his ears. We set him out into the wilderness. I have even a better idea. Unbind my hands so I can give you what's in my pocket, and then we can talk like civil people. All right. I'm gonna cut your hands loose, but one funny move. And you see that sharp, pointy horn right there? It's going right through your eyeball. Mm -hmm. Yes, big guy's going to hit me. I get it. All right, here we go. Uh, I will uh, untie his hands. <laughs> Suck it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. And we're, we're both dead. He rolls 40 damage, puts right. it half in each of us. Fireball just kills everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no. Meteor swarm. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so he, he goes and he puts his hands up in front of him and he takes his right hand and he slowly slides it down to his body and keeps the left hand up and he slides the right hand down into his robes pulling out a chardolin amulet a, a what amulet <laughs> a chardolin amulet a chardolin amulet and what, pray tell, is, uh, is that that you got in your hands there? That happens to be what is binding me to this very cause. You have in your hands my whole reason of existence. I am sworn to that. Much like those you killed. Slaughtered, maybe. And he looks at you, Oro, up and down. Are you looking at me? Hmm. Life is so fleeting in your hands, isn't it? I mean, I live every day, I guess, the last. Something to be said for those around you, too, huh? But, my dear Torvro, the Chardolin amulet that you hold in your hand happens to be 
cursed. Not something that you need to be worried about, as he kind of chuckles to himself, uh, hoping that you will jump a little bit at the words cursed. But it did, especially because of what happened with Adana. <laughs> but Levistus holds anyone who has a Shadowland amulet to their oath. You make an oath to this Levistus, uh, Levistus, Le fuck, I can't speak. Levistus? I did make an oath. And that is and why I prosper in these times of desolate cold. No so help to the Dwergars, of course. Yeah, Dwergars are sons of bitches, I agree with you there. Oh, so you understand our fight, then. Well, sure. I grew up in Mithril Halls. You don't think we ran into our share, our fair share of Dwarger? You, you got another thing coming. Then why the hell are you trying to stop Levistus? You're pretty confusing for your motives, then. What do you mean? Dwarger are evil sons of bitches. That doesn't make you any less evil. Two evils fighting each other doesn't make one less evil. Friend of my enemy. I'm, I'm, well, I guess I could be your Torval. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm only here to stop the prevention, uh, to stop the progression of the Dwergar. That is all we were trying to do. Things got out of hand, sure. Daneth do maybe deserved to die. Granite, he definitely does, but I'm just saying, we all play our part in these uh, silly games. Yeah. How much do I believe that he's being honest about the only thing they want is to stop the Dorgar? What about your message for Torfro? He's not welcome in Gerdenval. That's it. Why? Well, uh, as you can see, he beats the shit out of us. So we do <laughs> not want him in Care Dineval. Well, I mean, you brought it on yourself, you little prick. Oh, is that what you're going to say as you go gnashing and gnawing your way through people in my town? Your town? This isn't your town. Oh, no, Care Dineval. I haven't gone to that town yet, but when I do... Big man gonna smash, yes. You also almost had an innocent man kill himself. Care to explain that one? Is he really that innocent? Are Not entirely. Are you really that before. innocent, Torvril? No one is, but he didn't deserve death. Tell me, Let alone, you if threatened you knew the entire who was killing death. people, would you give them up? Huh? It depends. It depends on the situation. Every situation oh. is different. Now we're talking about situations. I'm talking about you threatening the entire Ten Towns if he didn't kill himself. How, what does that have to do with the Dorgar? 
I simply speak on a type of revolution, a changed mindset of the Ten Towners. Maybe something less children of Oriel and more children mm -hmm. of the Vistas. Yeah, I got it. So, really and truthfully, oh, we only want to stop the Dwargar. Oh, that's all we're really going for. That's that's kind of a load of shit. Dwargar. He's kind of full of shit, isn't he? You want him dead? I mean, no, I don't want anybody dead, really. I just want but, him to stop being a fucking idiot. But do you do you want him dead? I want him dead. No, no, I, I don't want him dead, but... I am really tired of listening to his shit. I think we should kill him. Dead. <laughs> well, I guess... If this is it for us, uh, hasn't been great company, I'll, I'll be honest, but... I shot the hell up. Please understand, I... it was strictly politics, nothing personal. Here's what I want to do with him. <laughs> First, I'm going to knock him out again, hit him over the head. That's just like, that's, I'm tired of him. An idiot. Okay. <laughs> so you hit him over the head. He's out. Right. Uh, next thing I want to do is um, now this is going to be a little bit fucked up, but <laughs> I do want to crush his fingers so he can't cast spells anymore. <laughs> Good grief. That's the darkest thing Torvald's ever said. And I love it. Let's crush those fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm staying in character. This is a straight path to him not having to die, because otherwise he's going to be a threat to everybody. So, in my Roll mind, I'm... a D10 thing. for how many fingers you crush. Oh, boy. Okay. All right, where is my D10? There we go. Two. That's not going to be enough. I'm going to have to go again. Torvo, do you want me to do this for you? Do you want me to show you how this is done? Yeah. Could you get rid of some of these fingers for me? You guys are sick. You got eight. That's all ten. <laughs> That's what a lot of fingers. Chances? What are the chances? That's how you do it, Torvo. Well, That's a lot of damage. <laughs> That's a lot of damage. <laughs> Oh, now man. we don't have to worry about him probably casting too many harmful spells because most spells require kind of a, a flare, a finger movements, you know, that kind of thing. So We could take his tongue. We could take his tongue, but I think I think that's going to be a little bit far. <laughs> Can I leave a mark on him anywhere? <laughs> what what kind of mark would that be? <laughs> Just say yes or no. Uh, you know, he's kind of an asshole. Yes, I think that's okay. Okay. And then on his chest with my horn, I want to, like, do a, an O, and then inside the R, inside the O, we'll put an R in there. <laughs> okay. So, inside all the self-inflicted chest wounds that he has, there's a giant O, and inside the O is the R. <laughs> okay. Correct. I got it. <laughs> All right. Does or... that? <laughs> yeah. Does that? Hey, listen, it's it's Oro. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that almost does it. Um. 
because I, I, I mean, Tor Torval would know this. I don't know this, but um, <laughs> I would believe that there would probably be, you know, at least some other, you know, not necessarily temple, but like worshiping center for other deities. Because, you know, I mean, it's a fairly large population, so I think there'd be at least something somewhere. Yeah, there is a temple of the Morning Lord uh, here in uh, Bryn Shander. That'll be perfect. Um, we're gonna take him over there, and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna submit him to be a new acolyte. Um, might have to do some convincing. I, I guess no, I should no, be no. talking. We just doing this. we just drop him on the doorstep. I oral. So here's here's what uh, I'm thinking. Right? This guy needs a little bit of re-education, but I I don't have time to do it myself. So I think we drop him off at the Temple of the Morning Lord and let them deal with this oh, fucker. Like. Like the story of uh of uh the weird looking dude and uh and the big place and the bells and what I'm talking about. You think we should break his back a little bit to get him a bit of a hunch? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Kidding, kidding, kidding. <laughs> oh no, we've gone too far. I mean we broke all of his fingers. Like, he doesn't need his fingers them. Bray. Crushed him. <laughs> uh, I left him a pretty sweet scar. We need to find Avessa and clear this up about Idana so she can stop hiding. Because I'm sure she's around here somewhere. Maybe she's out in the outskirts of town, but she's around here somewhere. She's just probably worried about people coming after her. So you go find Uvesa, and I'll drop off this Nimrod at the church. Deal. Done. That is the house of the morning lord at the. I take him there. <laughs> uh, all right, let's switch back to Edana. All right, Edana. Uh, was there something that you were trying to do? Yeah, I wanted to make an insight check on Oril and see if they were telling the truth about what they had said with me joining them that ten towns would not be destroyed yeah go ahead and roll insight 16 you can tell the truth at least to an extent Help me, Donna. The preservation of all that is beautiful here. If I help you, can you make me one promise? And I just ask for one. A I'm giving you my whole out. self. <laughs> a sigh comes out. A bit of a annoyed look falls upon the face of Oriel. Go ahead. Uh, 
those that I know and love prosper and be unharmed. As long as I have you to help me and prosperity will reign. Same with the preservation of all things beautiful here in this land. I don't care if you think they're beautiful or not. I want them to be safe. That's all I ask. Safe. Don't let them get harmed. Or by God's the wrath of the nine hells will be upon you, I swear. <laughs> you may be a god. But I want my friends safe. I want my family safe. If I'm going to be doing what you want. Aurel looks up at Ravison, almost amused. Do you hear the pleadings? What it is to feel such feelings. Mortal feelings. Sure. If you do my bidding, prosperity to you and your friends. Family. Does your family have not enough prosperity, Donna? Not just prosperity, safety. I want my mother safe. I want my father safe. You speak I want of my siblings safe. Crowheart. That's part of it. I knew I stood no chance against Crowheart. And I was... Willing to sacrifice one of my awakened beasts. Loyal servant, that wolf. I think it rather sacrificed itself. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um... But yes, if... You can promise that those I love will be safe. Then yes. Aurel takes a knee in a patronizing manner, looking down upon you, Idana. I grant them safety and prosperity. As long as I have power through you. All right. 
All right. willingly accept what I'm offering. Yes. I do. No more funny business than with your friend. It's not like it's no. going to matter. <laughs> As they chuckle. You are mine now, should you choose. Preserved in time. Right. Say it. I am yours. Preserved in time. As you say that, a slight, icy, chilling vein, uh, excuse me, chilling feeling happens through your veins, almost like getting a, uh, what is it, a saline solution shot as it ekes through your body. It feels almost as if you're about to be frozen where you stand, almost like those statues you see around you as Oriel smiles, as each of these, as your legs start to freeze to the ground, hips, chest, and arms, shoulders locking in place. Your last breath slips out from your body. And yet, you don't need to breathe like that anymore. The cold doesn't affect you anymore. You feel very warm, comfortable. You feel born anew. as your eyes are now blue, permanently. Okay. Ravison looks at you. Smiles. And nods their head approvingly as they point to the door that once had no hinges and no handle and now you can see that it does have a hinge and a handle oh not to Aurel not at Ravison and make my way over to the door remember I'll always be watching as Oriel slowly takes one left foot, puts it back into the mirror, leaning backwards, 
then hands taking the side of the mirror as it pushes itself back into the icy mirror disappearing. Ravison looks at you. Welcome. I knew you would choose the right path. I just want a ten town safe. And if that's what we'll, we'll promise, then... We will Makes do sense. wondrous things together, you and I. Ten towns will be preserved in its glorious beauty. No destruction shall come of it. Not that I have you here to help me. <laughs> As Ravison starts to chuckle to themselves maniacally. <laughs> As they kind of go back up these stairs. I'll just keep heading for the door. All right. As you start to head outside, Donna, let's quickly jump back. Actually, this is a perfect time to take a, another momentarily uh, momentary break. Uh, so let's quickly pause here. All right, we're back from a brief break. Uh, we are leaving Idana, and we're heading back to. Torvril and Oro at this moment as they are uh, going separate, not really separate directions, just going in different directions, uh, achieving two different things. I'll step in. Oro, you're taking uh, Cadroth to the House of the Morning Lord. He is unconscious. Is he still bound? Uh, I would have said we probably rebound him, probably. Okay. Yeah, I assume that's what would have happened. I just wanted to clarify. Uh, what do you say as you drop off this uh, bound tiefling with um, broken fingers hoping, and bloody face? I'm hoping no one's outside. Is anyone outside? There. Let's see here. Let me roll a d100. I'll say for uh, 60 and under, no. Okay, yeah, no one's outside. Great. I just... I just chuck him on the front steps and <laughs> bounce. All right, cool. You set him down with a nice plop. Uh, with that, he starts to kind of wake up a little bit, and uh, you make your way clearly away from him. As you can clearly hear uh, little cries of whimpers and helps uh, as people start to take him in and say, Oh, oh, look at this. We have ourselves another devotee. Take him inside. Uh, Torvoral, what were you doing? I giggle a little bit myself. <laughs> I'm looking for Ignesto. Hello? If you're looking for Duvesa, where's the f places that you're looking for her? Um, if I know where her house is, I would check there. If not, I would go to the inn um, or several inns and yeah. just 
look for her there. Um, and if I don't find her in any of those places, then um, I'll probably, I mean, as I'm doing this, I'm also going to be like asking around town if anybody's seen, you know, where Duvessa's gone to. Yeah, that's so, fair. Uh, you would know that she's probably gone to the North Look Inn. Um, that seems to be that's where you guys were before uh, where you had paid um, Scram Sacks I think was the name uh, to send out a runner that never went out <laughs> yeah that would be the area uh, north look in alright How do you open the? How do you uh, enter the North Look in? Um, probably without a lot of uh, thought. Just, I mean, going in and looking and seeing if she's there. And if she's not, then I would quickly ask around. And if she is, then I'd go straight over to her. Perfect. You at first enter in stealthily, as you. Uh, I guess not stealthily. You you enter in in a way that you're not drawing too much attention to yourself. You can see that it's somewhat busy. Uh, most people are talking about the events that have happened within the past, you know, four hours. Um, you are able to track down Duvessa sitting in the corner, hiding, pounding down drinks as she looks at you. What do you want? Uh, spare a drink. We got some stuff we got to talk about. I guess so. Sit down. You were asking me at the square how I knew all this. And here's, here's the truth. Uh, is there anybody around us can hear us? Because I don't want this to be, like, for the whole inn. The only person that would really hear would be Scrimsax as he comes up and sets down a drink, assuming that that's what you had ordered, yeah. and uh, he kind of backs away and makes sure there's nothing else. He, as he kind of looks, anything else I can offer for you? No, thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, okay. All right. You know where I'm at. As he kind of <laughs> gives you a, a, a backwards glance as he goes away, remembering kind of the encounter before. Uh, you can whisper, more or less, uh, to, to conceal the information. I'll probably be talking under my breath here. Okay. <clears throat> so, a while back, we ran into a man with glowing blue eyes and ended up taking him out. Um... And when we did, a ghost fled him. And he left behind an ice dagger. Well, we didn't know anything was wrong with it. We just thought it was another magical weapon. And, you know, as adventurers, we take what we can into our arsenal. Well, unfortunately for poor Idana, it was cursed. Now, sometimes the curse doesn't get her. Sometimes she's normal. But sometimes that ghost takes her over. And this is me talking. I don't know, you know, exactly. This is just horrible assuming that it's the ghost taking her over and, and that Donna has nothing to do with it. Okay. The ghost takes her over and then she's not of her own mind. 
It's not her, it's this ghost. I swear, Idana wouldn't murder people. She wouldn't hurt a fly. There's some curse upon, the, not the lands, but this dagger specifically that is causing these murders. And that's what we got to get rid of. She kind of looks up at you drunkenly. You know, the curse that is upon this land. I mean, two years, winter, people going crazy, cursed weapons now that have, what, ghosts? Aye. Ghosts. Toro. Justice needs to be done. I know, but we need to do justice to the right person. If we don't, just like when we took care of this poor man, who probably was a good man, but had just been taken over by the dagger, it'll just keep happening. There'll still be more murders because we're not getting the right thing. Punishing an innocent person who's being used as a tool won't solve the problem. So what, you just expect Idana to go away free, then? No. We need to break this over. I tried to one time already, and it worked. But as soon as it did, these talking animals attacked us. And they attacked... Whatever the fuck that town is. Uh, Lonelywood. They attacked Lonelywood. And it made me nervous to break it a second time. I wanted to wait until it happened and we were outdoors somewhere where I could be away from people so nobody would get hurt. But we haven't had that opportunity. What are you suggesting then? We go on some wild goose chase to what? Can you do this? I'm just a speaker. I almost lost my life today, not by one hand, but by the people I've sworn to protect were ready for my blood. I don't and feel that... like chasing any curses. Well, that's okay then. I tell you what. You stay here in the town, and you do your best to fight against these devil worshippers' influence. We just had a conversation with uh, Wait, the tiefling. Wait, devil worship? What? Wait, oh. what? As she kind of yeah. sets her drinks down and looks at you like, come on, what are you doing to me now? Okay, 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 listen. So the guy, the tiefling that was kind of leading them people and getting them all riled up, Cadroth, had a conversation with him and... Um, He's, he's worshipping this demon from the Sixth Hell, and they got the whole town over there, and uh, Cardin... Cardinaval? Cardinaval, yeah, that's the one. Bunch of devil worshippers over there. And, um, I mean, really, don't worry your little head about it, we'll take care of it, but just watch out for their influence and try and, try and keep people on the straights and narrow. Uh... 
Wait, so I need to watch out for people with glowing blue eyes. I need to watch out for ghosts. I need to watch out for ice knives. And I need to watch out for devil worshipping political influence. Oh. All right. Let's say you leave the blue eyes and the ice knife to us. And you watch out for devil worshipping political influence. I mean, I we'll can only handle up. one Active. front. What do you What's that do for about me? the devil worshipping Kaer Dinval? We can't have an entire city that has that much influence. Kaer Dinval supplies a lot of towns with a lot of very needed, uh, what do you call it, um, uh, rations. Yeah, keep doing business, keep doing everything. Just all I'm saying is watch out for the little uh little shitheads on the corners that might be talking in people's ears. Them you crack them over their head. And then send them on their way to uh what what's the temple we just dropped them off at? The I'm sorry, I'm terrible. Morning Lord? Yeah, then just drop them off at the house of the morning lord and let them take care of it. That's that's what we just did. Well, <laughs> Those poor bastards. That's what I'm saying. You got the plenty supply. You see one, crack them over the head, drop them off over there, and uh, you just... And I'm, I mean, let's be honest, you're not going to get all of them, but just, you know, try and mop up what you can. Alright. Um, okay. I, this is a lot to take in at, at once, total roll. Uh, I mean, when I saw you at the city hall just saying that you had some information... I really had no idea what you were going to do for my day. I mean, you really spun this upside down, and I'm hoping that this is going to be for the right uh, reasons. As she rolls, a, uh, oops. <laughs> no good laughing, DM. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I believe you, but I believe you. Um, you can at least count Brinshander in with your fight. Well, I appreciate it. and I've, I'll tell you this right now from the bottom of my heart. I only want what's best for people in general. I, I, I believe that. I can see why you tried your hardest. Despite so many obstacles to save that poor gentleman at the cost of uh, several other lives I know they might have been devil worshippers but we gotta do what we can that's all we can do I guess as she nurses her drink a little bit and takes a sip Alright, well I'm gonna go hunt down Oro and then we're gonna go find Idana. I think she's disappeared off in the shadows. Either somewhere in back alley or maybe on the outskirts of town. Uh, whenever everything was getting all fired up, she seemed to slip off, so... If you happen to come across her, you know, let her know that we're looking for her. But we're... We're gonna go out and try and find her before someone else does. Um, and you're saying that she's the one that's cursed, right? I. So if I see her, in no way, shape, or form am I going to approach. You will understand that, right? Fine, I'm just... Just a city speaker. You just keep your... Just just 
keep an eye out. If you see her, get word to me, and we'll we'll take care of it. All right, all right. I hope you can uh, get your house in order, Torvril. Yeah, they're good people. I think we can manage. All right. She goes back to drinking. Are you going to leave? Uh, yeah, just trying to maybe meet up with Oro if I can. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'd say you both will. Uh, you can meet up in the city center. Oh, there you are. Well, so I think we're okay. I think I've got her, got us covered free Donna. Told, I went ahead and told the speaker to Vesa everything. Gave her the whole full loadout. You told her everything. Aye. She understands. She's on our side. Okay. You say so. I think I think we'll be all right, but now we got to find her down before somebody else does. So I don't know how we're going to go about doing this cuz Brinshander is a big town and if she's gone to gone to Hayden, she's she's pretty good at that, so Yeah, she's uh from how long I've known her, she's a good hider. Maybe instead of looking we just millet makes a lot of noise in areas where there aren't other people, so she'll feel comfortable coming to us. <laughs> uh, I mean, that could work. So. I have no idea how this is going to work. Is your intent uh, to find Idana at this point? I think so. Idana, what is your intent? You know, a good question, and I've been trying to figure out <laughs> what to do. I've been milling that over. Because there's a few things that I would think that Idana would think. Which are? The main one being that she probably wants to try and keep her friends and family as safe as possible but does not know how to go about that yet. Fair. Um, this whole transformation thing that has happened with her because of Aurel is she, like, completely changed now? Like, how's, how's she doing? Completely changed. Just the blue Much eyes? Like you Ooh. are very pale. Purple lips. I look like a zombie. You do. Awesome. You look much more like a vampire than you did before. Oh, very cool. Or like an actual vampire now. Yeah, yeah I guess that's probably more accurate. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Um. Oh, beans. Hmm. 
And this is tough. I feel like... I don't know, Idana would love to see her friends, but also is scared to see her friends. Because they will obviously see what has happened. And will flip out. And... I don't know if they will believe her. <laughs> uh, Who would believe you? Tobias. Tobias would believe you. I know. Bless his heart. Tobias. <laughs> Bless his heart. Um, I don't know. I think at this point, since the cold doesn't buggy Donna anymore... She's probably just going to wander around for a while. She's just gonna... Whether her friends find her or not, she's just gonna wander around for a bit. She doesn't know what to do with herself. She... Doesn't feel like she can entirely trust herself at the moment. Is... Scared. Fair. But Funny at least she knows her friends are safe. Yeah. Thing about that mist. I need you to roll me a d20. Oh boy. Let's see where you end up. Eight. That puts you. Oh boy. <laughs> Back at Lonelywood. <laughs> oh, fitting. So you fitting. Thank you, Dice. The town is more or less deserted as everyone's about their lumberjack duties fishing duties um you know there's a few people out on the street but they're just passing by uh they look at you familiarly but not quite sure where they recognize you seeing how you've changed a little bit maybe a few smiles here and there Idana has just been spirited away to Lonelywood. She's gonna go to the docks and just sit there. Alright. Fair. Alright, so you're gonna sit at the docks. Uh, let's bounce back to Torvoral and Oro. You're looking for Idana. Making some noise? <laughs> Uh, yeah, if we can find, like, areas uh, maybe around the outskirts or even in town where there doesn't seem to be a lot of people where she, if Idana is looking, you know, because we don't think we'll find her since she can stealth like a motherfucker. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we're just trying to make our make her, let her know where we are so that, you know, she will feel comfortable coming out of hiding, assuming that she's still in this town and hasn't gone running off to Oriole. Yeah. <laughs> to find us you know because like for, i mean we we have no reason to believe that she's gone anywhere like beyond this i guess i like it i'm going to 
will this Donna on that dock yeah. that you're sitting at. Yeah. Where are you looking? Just out at the water. In that water you can see a very familiar scene. Almost looks like a streets of a town that you know. You can see your friends calling out for you searching for you hopelessly looking and unable to find you just as soon as you see it it disappears as you kind of look around to gather your surroundings I imagine after seeing such a weird uh, vision uh-huh. You do see a familiar pair of glowing blue eyes. They're sitting on top of a pine tree and a white owl just looking out at you. Watching. Oh... So I'm assuming I've made eye contact with the owl, yeah. Yeah, yeah, if you still choose. I don't want to narrate okay. that part, but yes, there is yeah. an owl looking at you if you would like to make eye contact, yes. Okay, so... I'm assuming Idana would have made eye contact, yeah. And then... Um, after having seen that vision, she's going to assume that she is... Supposed to go back to Bryn Shander. Alright. Be with her friends. Alright. Fair enough. So do you get up and start heading towards the east way? The familiar path that you've gone through once or twice before? I'll head that way. The only difference... You have clear weather, Idana. No blizzard. No obstruction. You are able to make it through in about, I will say, from Lonelywood to Bryn Shander, six hours. In that six hour period, Oro and Torvril, what are you up to? Mm -hmm. I imagine it's probably getting pretty late right now. We haven't found her. So likely, I mean, I think we're probably at an end getting drinks and trying to figure out what our next step is. Yep. I I like that idea. <laughs> All right. Are we back at the north look? Sure. All yeah, right. that sounds great. So you're back I, I really like look. the bartender here. <laughs> yeah, it's Grim Sacks. As he uh, comes back and he's doesn't quite, he's a professional, so he's not going to let his disappointment in seeing you yet again pop in 
uh, show, but you can clearly tell that he is putting on a face of hello and welcome back. I'm glad you can come to the North Look Inn. Please take a seat. Uh, the only real seat is next to a molded fish. That's fine. Uh, well, guess, thank not you, Scrim. Fish, but what do you call those things? Uh, you know, uh, gosh, like a trophy. Yeah, a trophy. Like a big fish. mouth bass. Yeah, exactly. A, thank you. A stuffed fish. <laughs> well, thank you, Scrim Sex. I really appreciate that. You know. If you weren't so welcoming, I think I might find another place to go, but you've always been so welcoming, so I'm just going to keep coming back. <laughs> he smiles at you and he's like, oh, yes. I'm glad I could make you feel so welcome here at the North Look as he slides in some drinks. Um, and he kind of moves his head out of the way in a, an obvious manner away from this... Uh, a trophy fish hanging up on the wall kind of above your table and he goes and sets it down looks up at the fish and he goes well uh anything else uh, i think we're fine all right all right uh just don't put your hands near the fish as he grabs his uh little bus tub and starts to move to another table and start cleaning up Put your hands near the fish. <laughs> well, uh, what do we do now? We didn't find you, Donna. I know. Um, honestly, I'm not sure. I, I mean, if she really wanted to go to ground and not be found, then we're never going to find her. Maybe me and you go on by ourselves and try and... I don't know. We we still have to go find that stone that fell out of the sky. Me my ship? Well, I thought... Uh, weren't we going to go check out that stone first? There's a stone that fell from your ship. And that's where you were headed before we got it waylaid here. I, the stone, I believe, is my actual ship. From what oh. everyone's talking about. Yeah. Well, I mean that's that's where we were going. So, do you want? Do you think me and you ought to go on our own? I I trust you, Torval. I think we can do it. All right. So maybe we rest up tonight. If she doesn't show up, we give it one more go around the town and head on back out. That sounds good. It sounds good. Let's do that as you say it sounds good it sounds good well, let's do that the fish lunges from its uh little perch on the wall and starts to sing a song there's a place i like to go farther up the rivers flow where it is i, I don't smash know the fish. under all the snow i smashed the fish oh my god <laughs> smash the fish yep <laughs> scrum sacks runs over just appalled that you had smashed this fish and looks at you and he goes but why why would you even why it jumped off and sang at me so i smashed it i mean i've 
just sings because a wizard once cast a spell on it. It's a stuffed yep. fish. Well, it jumped out of the wall. So I smashed it. You clearly have to pay for that. Uh, no. I mean, no is not an answer in this situation. I will get uh, the city I mean, guards. Do you know who I am? I don't care about guards or your fish. You maybe shouldn't have cursed fish jumping off of walls singing. Who said anything about a cursed fish? It was a prank! Look. I'll pay for my tab. Uh... And you'll pay for that fish? I... no. No. He claps his hands and clearly has somebody run outside for him. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. It's grim shack. I stand up. Pick him up by his shirt. Up to my face. Do we really have to go there now? You, 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 uh, b broke my, my, my fish. That is Could you spit out the words without stuttering so much? Uh, as you say that, five guards walk into the door. Gosh! Seeing you holding the bartender, they call you out with their uh, glaives and javelins drawn. How much Outside is the fish? Now. How much is the fish, Scrimshack? For you, it's 200 gold. 200 gold. I've got... I've... I've I, I got nothing close to that. Scrimshack. I have a dear friend who passed away recently. And, uh... I'm sure we can give you something of his to make this up. You know Tobias, right? Renowned fisherman. I do, but do you? <laughs> I mean, yes, I do. I, I, I'm there. These are some of his companions. He did drink with us. That's one time. We, we, we give you something in return of his. Put on the wall, memorabilia of the great Tobias. Call it even. Damn well, better sing. I'll tell you that much. Tell you what, if it doesn't, I will from time to time. Okay, what are you giving me? As he kind of calms the guards down as they are starting to make their way towards you. I have, and I put my hand out behind me, fight Tobias or uh, Torvald to hand me something that Tobias might have owned. Cheese. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I guess I'm. <laughs> I'm gonna put a small knife in your hand. Right. And I pick it up, and I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, so, see? 
This is the knife that Tobias used to gut fish. He looks at you a little surprised that you're going to put a offer him a knife. Uh, he asks, uh, I'm not going to put a knife on the wall of an inn and tavern. If people get drunk, that's going to definitely be used to kill. Okay. I go, how about these two awesome horns that I got from this giant moose? How big? Oh, they're massive. He looks at the they're at, awakened they're, they're, at, moose. they're at my room. Oh, yeah, that's right. They are up in there. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that they... Oh, shit. I forgot that you were up in the rooms. Uh... At the Red Room Inn. Yeah. <laughs> the Red Room at the Inn. All right. Uh... They're massive. I mean, Boo the Mine. If... All right. All right. All right. Let's see those. Uh, let's see the. Uh, let's see the rack that you got, and uh, I'm sure we can let emotions subside and let the more logical side of all of us, the more civil side of us, come to reason to something. Correct? Yeah, for sure. And can I just say, Scrimsax, that. Honestly, those horns are going to look a lot better on your wall than a silly fish did. Oh, there's a big fat of those back in um, Neverwinter a while ago, and it got real old real quick. Yeah, yeah. The one and only singing fish we have here in Ten Towns got old quick. Okay. <laughs> he kind of goes and sweeps up this fish. As you can clearly tell, he's sad that this little fish that he was so... Uh, partially uh, uh yeah it's so taken to is now smashed into a bunch of bits uh but you know he's making room for the antlers the nice rack <laughs> all right uh so i imagine after all of that what are you guys planning you want to go to bed uh you wanting to stay up what is the the plan oh, definitely going to bed yeah definitely need sleep i got one spell slot and level one i need need to re-up those guys it was a supersized episode and thank you so much for hanging out with us this entire time this was an absolute blast uh Again, I am your host, the new DM. You can always find us on Twitter at the Critcast Pod. Instagram is the Critcast Podcast. You can find us at Facebook at Critcast and Gmail. If you have any sort of emails or anything to send our way, CritcastPodcast at gmail.com. We always look forward to hearing from our fans. You guys want to say goodnight? Good night and good day, everyone. Thanks for hanging out with us and listening to our shenanigans. Good night, everyone. Hi, good night from Torville Crackhand. <laughs>
Good night, everyone. Good day. Good evening. Whenever you choose to listen to us, right? <laughs> I think is how it goes. And good luck on all of your adventures. Uh, we can't wait for you to join us again here at Icewind Dale Rhyme of the Frost Maiden.